This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to episode 88 of the Radio Free Istvan podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. Got my co-host Derek here. Go and say what's going on, Derek. My name is Rod, and I like to party. We also got Scott. Go and say what's going on, Scott. I didn't. I didn't. I know he forgot your name. I, I know for a fact he doesn't party. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, powerful Ryan. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. Hello, guys. I was I was looking for an adjective for for Scott. Like, and then I was, I was going like I should comment on his. Uh, on his apron, or I should comment on something uh, face painting, and then like you know when you're trying to do that off the cuff, like as you're fucking recording a podcast, it doesn't work out too well. Trying to take the exit <laughs> at the last minute there. That, I personally would comment on his third Reich haircut. I love it. He's like a bad guy for World War II movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's 100 percent what you are. I look like the guy from In- Inglorious Bastards they're trying to make the movie about. <laughs> he straight marched off a German recruiting poster from 1941. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how does it feel to know that you would have been just fine? <laughs> hey, you know, at, at any at any point of human time, like you would always have been really, just fine. Really up the standard of white privilege these days. Fuck you. Not true. He would not have done well during the Haitian Revolution. Yeah. Stick out like a sore dick during that. <laughs> Zulu Wars, not a good place to be not if you look place. like me. But <laughs> Oh, fantastic. We've got an awesome show for you guys today. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, I'm give you a breakdown of what we're going to be going over. We're going to be going over our normal introduction hobby progress. You know, We're going to talk about things working on, games we played, stuff like that. Uh, well, then we're going to talk about some Toys for Tots ebay auctions that we have going on we'll talk a little bit about how that's going uh then we're gonna talk touch base a little bit on heresy camps and the tickets that are live uh for that uh then we're gonna update you guys on the rule book giveaway then we have some voicemails we're gonna go over and some emails with industrial accident stories that we have and then we actually think me and derek actually have a story that we heard this weekend that we need to bring up that i think both of you guys uh ryan and scott will uh, appreciate the hatred that we had in this in this whole story we'll be sharing uh then we have a couple lists we got an ultramarines list and an iron hands list that we'll be going over so it's a good show guys it's gonna be a fun time uh we heard a couple stories i i don't remember exactly which one you're talking about uh devil went down to georgia is a story oh that that one is a story that we should share we had charlie daniel up in this bitch yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty wild so uh, who wants to start off the hobby progress and intro? I'll go first. Dude. So I got a package come in. Uh, I ordered a bunch of uh, rhinos and a late Christmas present came in. Uh, my girlfriend got me a Spartan. So I'm sitting on that and trying desperately to control myself and put it aside for when I actually get this orbital salt list done. 
And uh, the builder in me is just like shaking a little bit, like scratching at the neck, like, come on, just just like a sponsor. Can I put you there like a little bit? But uh, no, nah, no, nah, be disciplined and do what I'm supposed to do and get this list put together so I can actually start running some shit. But uh, if you want a cure for that, she should have just bought you an, an old Spartan that you had to put the tracks on and then you could have started with the tracks. And that would have cured your fucking wanting to build shit like <laughs> real quick instantly. fix that fucking little, little yep. you'd have been I mean, like ah fuck this it's either that or i've got to you know fix some gating and like re-sculpt some bits so i, I, don't, I don't mind somebody's all like i like building shit but i don't like painting shit just send them a few fire raptors and dread claws be like here you go bro <laughs> You know, I've always wondered like what you're the right. I should order some fire raptors. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered like like how like do, did you tell your girlfriend like hey I would like this this Spartan like what do you want for Christmas oh a Spartan I don't know what that is it's this thing this thing exactly here I put your credit card number in you can hit submit if you want like or did she like go out and was like oh as much as I want to say she just like magically made a Spartan appear knowing that I wanted one it was more like a uh, hey uh, so what kind of Warhammer thing do you want for Christmas okay. Like okay. Th- this thing. This is the thing. Here, I'm. I'm ordering some stuff anyway. Just, I'll tack it on. And we'll, I feel we'll like it. Emily's bought me. Emily's bought me Warhammer one time, and she bought me a knight. Uh, which one is that? The Styrix. Okay. Which is fucking cool, but I don't. It's still in the baggie. Like I don't. It's just like. <laughs> See, that's that's what I'm I've always wondered. Fucking, like, like with my luck, not a super heavy. Yeah, with my luck, I'd get like some Skaven. <laughs> or something like you know, like Bretonians. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Fucking. When I, I was a kid, I got a Christmas present. I played a uh, Chaos Warriors in like fifth edition fantasy, and my nice. one of my family members got me fucking a snotling pump whack, and I was like, "What in the fuck?" Thanks, Gab Gam. I know. Jesus. I know all of this is just disregarded as nerdy bullshit to everyone else. But come fuck on, man. This doesn't even look close. Like, have some fucking someone. respect. I want to give you points for effort, but did you try? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've always, I've always wondered that. Like, I, you know, I feel like if your significant other needs help buying a present for you, just send them our way. Tell like just let us we'll we'll figure it out for you. We'll help like tell them to email us. We'll help you out. Like if you really want it to be a surprise, I mean it always helps to like tell them, hey, I want this. This would be the coolest. We'll help you guys out. Uh, Josh over at the uh, Grim Brothers Powder Coating, he's actually had like people that have sent him messages like, hey, my husband or my boyfriend is into this like you know Warhammer shit, and he's mentioned that he's wanted to cut from you or he wants this. Uh, but I have no fucking like clue what to get on the cup, and Josh has actually like Facetime these girls before, to like, and like taken them to like had them take him to their hobby like the hobby room, and like okay, well, these oh, are the, yeah. These- <laughs> yeah, he Facetimes a lot of people's girlfriends, <laughs> and then like they're like okay, this is this is the army he plays, and he's like okay, that's a Death Guard, okay, so I'll go ahead and get him a Death Guard cup like pilled up and all this shit, so. Pretty wild. I've always kind of wanted that. Scott, like Scott, is like the like, you know, worst case scenario. Like what I imagine would happen. Like it would be. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's arbitrary, man. It's like, oh boy, thanks for the. 
Thanks for the fire warriors. Thanks for the fire warriors. <laughs> nerdy, nerdy kid something fucking. He plays orcs so we can fucking get him a goddamn, I don't know, fucking dark Eldar Ravager or something. <laughs> that makes sense. Something Some just, grotesque. Something well, ridiculous. That's the nice thing if you play orcs, though. Pretty much any kit you get that's a vehicle, you can just loot. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. Ravager thanks, Mama. <laughs> Thanks for the orc looted piranha. <laughs> or they get you something that's like super like not usable in its current form, like Marauders, Chaos Marauders. It used to be pewter. You come like two to a blister, and you play a unit of like twenty of them. But all they get you is just that one blister. <laughs> two Marauders. You're like, that, uh, that did happen thanks. to me. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot about that. Yeah, that did happen. When I was... Uh, uh, <laughs> dude, Scott, that's like the perfect example. Yeah, when I first started playing, I played uh, Wood Elf. No. Was it Wood Elves? Elysian. Elysian Rider or something like that? Elysian Reavers? Yeah. Sounds like high Here elves, is just know. the command section of that. Yeah. Of that. Yeah, like my mom bought me like a blister of like three of the command section on, like, on horses. But like it was like only one horse, but like all the command sections were in there. And so like I get it and I'm like, here's a horse for a for a unit i don't have <laughs> like i have no budget so it's like thanks mom <laughs> thank you for the horse <laughs> i got a horse toy yeah that was real we're unappreciative as fuck thanks, mom. <laughs> if you're listening to this i really definitely if i died and you're listening to all of our podcasts to hear my voice again i really did appreciate <laughs> that that horse you got me that one time so anyway this got dire. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as far as hobby progress, I really didn't have a lot of time to sit down and do a lot of like crunchy, like crunchy stuff. I just kind of like played around with the kit for a little bit. Uh, work's been kicking my ass this week, but I got some free time coming up here in the next couple of days. So I'm almost done with my infantry and yeah, should be like good to go before too long. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit on your hobby progress, man. Like, we made like you mostly made of like a, some badass stratagem last night. Well, I can kit bash like a mad motherfucker. It's just painting. I just drag my ass painting because I'm a builder. Like, give me a kit, I'll I'll fuck some shit up. I'll make some dope ass looking shit. But when it comes time to paint it, I just I'll, I'll be thinking about stuff I want to build, and I just don't paint as much as I should. So I think at like some point um, within seventh edition, like this, like this last few months to a year here, all the Games Workshop kits switched over to these, like, super multi-part kits that require, like, leg 29 goes with right leg 28. And if you, like, you have to have them on torso 41. Like, it's not, like, they're not really, like, modular anymore where it's, like, here's a torso, here's a leg, put them together and all this stuff, like, Games Workshop kit-wise. And so, like, me and Well, the new the new new stuff is, like, two pieces. It's, like, push these things together. okay. Congrats, you have a Primaris Marine. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, that, that's the new new stuff. But like this, like me and Derek, we we assembled uh, neophytes last night, and the Gene Sealer Colt neophytes. So we were turning them into crew for uh, Zone Mortalis stratagems, and then we also assembled the what are they called? Viridian Stalker, Rust Stalkers. Yeah, the Rust Stalkers. Yeah, Sicarian Rust Stalkers. That's right. Um, we assembled those for murder bots for the. Uh, for those the, are fiddly. 
Those are super fiddly. They're fucking ridiculously fiddly. It was real hard to make those fit on a 32 mil base. Yeah, I wanted them on 32 mil instead of 40. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Well, their I mean, legs are like I made it work. They're like super, super man spreading. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yes. Like they're touching both sides of the forty mil base. <laughs> yeah, they have. They're like, cool models though. So we we like we well Derek put those together. I was working on the the neophytes, but we we're assembling those for for the stratagems for a murder bot because they look really good for murder bots, especially when you give them just like the. This like the circle the head, head, the like, dome head, like Star Wars droid head. Yeah, the store, the Star Wars yeah. bop head. So it looks like a dumb robot that just like we're like we're making sounds like all night. Like all you'd hear is like ding 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 ding, like something walking in the fucking like like knife blades against metal. <laughs> yeah, like you hear something walking up on you in the vents. Like we were talking about how scary it would be to have one of those like eight foot fucking like assassin droids like come around the corner yeah. on the you. The one with the backpack with like the extra weapons coming out of it, it straight up looks like a metal gene stealer. Yeah. Looks like they saw a gene stealer. was like, that's rad as fuck. We need to turn the servitor into that now. Yeah. So anyway, we're assembling all that shit last night. And like, if you go from like assembling like whores, heresy, space Marines, which are, you know, legs, torso, head, arms, get it all done to this shit. And it's like, okay, I can only use arm 41 and 42 on torso 38. It's like, dude, it's fucking, it's it's a pain in the ass. Like, it's like a completely different assembling experience. It's like, well, I snipped off the wrong part, so I guess I gotta build that now, or that's gonna be gone forever. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. I have one half so of the So you use the infiltrator heads? Yeah. Because that builds two kits, the rust yeah. stalkers and the infiltrators. The infiltrators are the dome heads with yeah, the, the rust little stalkers machine have like pistol. The, uh, the, like, gas mask-looking heads. and Yeah. We, yeah. Use, we use the infiltrator head, not the rust stalker heads. Just so they look dumber and not more like assassin bots. Yeah. Like something that just a ship might actually have. <laughs> yeah, like a low-budget kill bot. Like, oh, the, the captain who was captain like two captains before I was captain had these things installed and everybody forgot about them. Fucking dope. Turn them shits on. <laughs> I have, I'm going to go hit this button that says do not hit. But, but yeah, so we found out last night that like how not fun it is to put that shit together. Like... It's like as much fun as it's like I I don't like reading instructions. I like going balls to the wall, snip 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 all the torsos, assemble on the legs. But if you do that, you fuck yourself on these new kits. Like it's like straight up. Uh, yeah, don't clip it till you need it. Yeah, especially with that neophyte kit because you have like the fourth generation, and then you have like the hybrid fourth generation, not the neophytes, and so they're a little bit bigger and they don't fit on the normal legs. Like, oops, I got a big torso. My bad. And then, yeah. Jesus. That sucked ass. I could only make six, six, uh, dudes with shotguns with a kit. Cause the other shotguns had Gene Stealer hand bullshit on it. But they're going to be dope. Can't wait to get those heads in from Mad Robot. He shipped them yesterday. So, going to put those little Navy ball cap heads on it or knit cap heads on. It's going to look dope. They're going to be fun. They look like, Dudes, fucking with shotguns. Like the like, they look like a crew. Like, if ever a crew was a crew, it'd be those dudes. You know, I fucked up. I just forgot. I also ordered from Mad Robot. I ordered some uh, some pipes, like some some pipe hands. I forgot pipe hammers. No, or, just or straight like, up just pipes. Like a lead pipe. Lead pipes, and I also ordered crowbars from him. I forgot about that. I definitely, we definitely should have. Oh well, I have to buy more. Well, crew the guys anyway. who don't get shotguns get pipes. 
Oh, yeah. See, I would have looked for spaceman helmets, like some like cosmonaut helmets. I think that would have looked rad. Yeah, for the yeah. void hardened armor. Yeah, it would look rad too. I just like the idea, like because they, they kind of like it, like with those little knit cap heads, they kind of remind me of like navy sailors, like you know, ready to rough you up. But I could, well, like, I would have maybe, maybe tried to find some dudes in just coveralls. And use the knit cap heads for coveralls and then build another squad that's like more sophisticated looking with like NASA helmets. Yeah, well, well we were I talking could... about that, but they have like the void hardened armor. Like what? they have like the uh, the suits for like going outside the ship and like working on stuff out there. Well, there's there's a press gang crew one and then there's another one that's like naval armsmen, I thought. Uh, and I've I thought the naval, the naval armsmen. There's one that's press gang crew. And they're just like total shitbirds and coveralls with fucking exactly what you're talking about. I I didn't see the, any of those. I looked at all the stratagems. I was going through all of them. I didn't. <laughs> they they got union jobs on them. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you go through this? Uh, because there's there's a uh, maybe they were in the original rules. Yeah, I went through the I went through the. Uh, so for those of y'all listening right now, we're we're talking about the zone mortalis stratagems. And so I went through the Zone Mortalis rules that are on Forge World's website. I went through those stratagems. In those, you have the Fire Wasp, and you have the Tarantula. And then in Book 3, Exterminatus, or Extermination, it was, you have the Murderbot, you have the Crew, which is which is the hardened armor dudes and all that jazz. And then you have the, like, Demolition Droid. So th- th- unless there's some, unless I missed it, I, like those are the ones that have profiles for them. So it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, I think Ryan's got the book. Yeah. But, but Ryan, what I what I was planning on doing, like if you think cosmonaut heads will look better, what I was gonna do is I was gonna actually have because because I'm trying to do three of each stratagem, so that for Heresy Camp we can have all those stratagems available. But because yeah. each crew will be separate, like like you'll be using a, a separate stratagem, I can make three separate six man crews. Yeah. So like if you want to take like a coverall crew, you can take coverall crew. If you want to take like the knit cap head crew, you can take knit cap head crew, and then you can take like a fucking I don't know something else really cool. Just pretend we said something really really cool. Yeah. But I'm getting the. Cromlech, uh, Cromlech tarantula turrets as well, and then fire wasp. I wasn't sure how to make a fire wasp. Nobody. I yeah. The way I made a fire wasp was used a uh, skill axe. Just take a skill axe and add a flamer to it and a searchlight. Oh, okay. They look pretty dope. Because you can buy those in a pack of four, um, from Forge World. So you just get one pack of four, so you're not getting a ton of extra models or whatever. And then you can just convert two or three of them to Fire Wasp. Because the Fire Wasp is one that people use a lot. I have a bunch of Silex lying around. Because they're one stratagem point and they're add one unit to your army. So the Naval Armsman is from the original 40k rules. It says Naval Armsman? I think so. Because I see the Void Gang, the Voidsman Gang on here. But I could have swore that the original 40k ones were armed differently. They didn't have the void hardened armor. They just said something about maybe not. I don't know. But I, I thought that they were because I thought you got a squad of ten instead of six. 
No, yeah. No, it's uh, the only two that were in there stratagem-wise that actually have profiles were the uh, the sentry gun, which is the tarantula, and then the fire wasp. Um, but the, I, didn't, I didn't see any other ones because there's the barricades, defensive strong points, sustained assault, interdiction assault. Uh, this is the 40K ones? Yeah, this is the one on the Fort old 40K. Yeah, the one on Fort okay. World site. Yeah. Either way, man. Like, if you find some cosmonaut helmets, I'll uh, I'll order them and I'll make six with cosmonaut helmets so they they look more. It's war. Puppets war makes them. Puppets war. Yep. Yeah. I'm just Damn. down. I'm like contribution I'm... for the fucking episode right there. Well, that's I would use. I would find some coverall dudes to do the knit cap ones that just look like mechanic looking guys. And then I would use the ones like the guys that you use with the Gene Stiller suits that look like an actual space suit, put like the cosmonaut helmets on them. Well, I'll make you, I'll make you some with the cosmonaut helmets and those suits. I really want to put those knit caps in those guys with the suits. So I absolutely have to make oh. one of those squads. But I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll do a cosmonaut. Well, you helmet. Do what you want, man. They're your models. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, man. Like I, like I got, I got to make your, like it's got to be. You got to like it too, man. We'll have uh, two units, and I'll paint them different the, colors. The two so fire like on different ships. The two fire wasp I made. I actually got a fire wasp. I think it's over here. Hang on, just a second. Oh, the man has a fire wasp. The only fire wasps I've seen are they use Cromlech jump packs, and they they're like little drones. Is what they look like. They make the they use the jump packs that have the rotors on them. Oh yeah, and they're like little drones that like. Hover around. That's what the fire wasps are using. They got like little fl- under under flamethrower drones. Yeah, flamethrower flyer drones. Nice. Just like they try to use against Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> that was pretty dope. Oh yeah, that's easy. And I have Silex lying around. It's just, just a skill X. I replaced the bolter with a flamer. And actually, if you look at these guys' profile in the game. Minus their special rules, you just look at their base profile. They have almost the same profile as a fire wasp. Yeah, that's what that's kind of one of the things I noted on the uh, uh, Sicarian Rust Stalkers. Their profile is pretty close to what that murder bot was, like weapon skill five and strength five, toughness three. So the the two fire wasps I made is this one, and then I made the one that was uh, for my trader guys that Zach owns. That's a Catafron servitor that I just. Mount, shoulder mounted a searchlight on and then shoulder mount and then put a flanker on the other arm. Yeah. I hear you. Did, uh, does it, do the cataphrons, like I'm just guessing on this, the cataphrons don't have the circle that the like razorback turrets can mount on, do they? No. Okay. Just double checking. They're little. The little ring that the torso goes in small. Okay. That's that's all I was wondering. But yeah, we, we're working on that this weekend. Like, as soon as I get those heads in, I'm ready to I'm ready to fucking paint that crew up, and then slowly just get stratagems like squared away. Because I think that's that's I know like you you guys over there. These are the cheapest and easiest to do fire wasp for sure. Yeah, we we'll have a fuckload of fire wasp flying around because they're only one. I didn't realize those murder bots were three per stratagem per two stratagem points, but. I think, uh, like, you guys up there, like, you guys in Circle City, y'all, uh, what is it, Circle City? Yeah, Circle City. Yep. Y'all, y'all, y'all get the whole fucking, like, 
how to how to use stratagems, how to maneuver stratagems, and all that stuff. But you know, I think well, a lot the of biggest people... thing about the biggest thing about the fire wasp is it adds another unit to your army. So if you end up yeah. with an even number of units and can't manipulate the points right, you just spend that strategy point to get an extra one to push one of your better units onto the table to start the game. Absolutely. We uh, starting March third, Chris Pretty and uh, and Ryan over at Legacy Games in uh, in Victoria. They're running an Escalation League, and so it's going to start out with Zone Mortalis. So. I'm I'm hoping to use a lot of these stratagems in that escalation league, but I also you know want them for heresy camp. But at the same time, I was thinking at some point, you know, we talked about last episode that at some point we did a Zone Mortalis episode. I don't know which episode that was. If you're a listener and you know what episode that is, please send us an email because I I can't remember. I can't like I wouldn't listen to like six different episodes jumping through that to see if we had a Zone Mortalis episode. But I haven't. Seen I'm like 99% sure we did one. I know we talked, talked a lot it. about it on one episode. I remember that. Like I remember that you explained what you used the fire wasp for, and all that stuff. But I don't remember us going through all the stratagems. I mean, like, we can do a dedicated one. It's not a big deal. I mean, we could fucking make tonight's a dedicated one on the fly if you want. I know pretty much all there is to know about Zone Mortalis. I played the fuck out of it. Good, because I don't know shit. So, so that's what I was getting at. Is like I'd like to do a Zone Mortalis episode because we had so many people last episode ask us about this like Zone Mortalis episode. Because, like, what's crazy is right now, with the rulebook dropping, there's Escalation Leagues fucking everywhere. And everybody out there is, like, starting armies right now and getting into it. And it seems like, you know, obviously Zone Mortalis is going to be the way to go, like, if you're going to be jumping into the game like this. And so I was thinking, like, at some point we need to do a dedicated Zone Mortalis episode because I had no idea all, like, the cool shit that you can do in Zone Mortalis with those optional stratagem rules. And so, like, every time we played Zone Mortalis, it was just, like, mission this, mission that. Whereas, like, <clears throat> then Ryan comes over and he's like... You gotta oh, play stratagems. They add so stratagem. much to the game. Yeah. One that makes makes so many more things way more viable and it makes you play the game totally different. You wouldn't think it would, but it does. But, yeah. I'm down. I don't know. The first, the first time you play and you get flanking counter-assaulted by a fucking Contemptor that totally rips you, you're like, oh, fuck. I need to up my strategy game. We can't have this happening again. <laughs> yeah, man. I saw I, there's like a stratagem that like uh, uh, the like they have like a some sort of machine that makes the terrain. It like rips apart the ether. So like it basically just makes a point that people can come in on in like the middle of wherever the fuck you want. Like you have to scatter yep. it all that out, and then it's like surprise. Scatter the blast. <laughs> you scatter the. You scatter a blast, and then the blast is placed, and then you can deploy out of the blast. Yeah, that's some wild fucking. The strategy. problem with that is, you place the you scatter the blast, and then you don't get to come out of it until when because you scatter it before the game begins or on turn one or whatever, and then but your reserves don't come until turn two. So if you play against somebody intelligent, they'll just take their guys and surround it so that you can't actually deploy out of it. <laughs> There's just like a wormhole. They can just look up that's at it, a, like portal style. That's a good soul box strat to prevent fucking flanking counter assault because you can afford the cheap ass little 20 man squads. Just line your fucking table like your deployment zone where they're going to come in at so they can't get in on the board anywhere. Don't get fucking murdered. Close combat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you, but it makes them do that. They may not take that stratagem. So. Because you yeah. have to reveal it. There you go. <laughs> You're so slowly picking yeah, up the crew. Like, Haha! Took something else. <laughs> there are strats on top of strats. 
somebody's missing their crewman. Like, I saw you grab those crewmen. No, I didn't. I'm flanking <laughs> countersaulting you. Some That's why you flanking a countersault jet bikes, and you just move over the top of those guys and then murder <laughs> them with heavy bolters. Yeah, <laughs> they, they no recourse for that, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think probably next episode we should do some mortalis. Even though we could do one on the fly, I feel like the Ultramarine, we'd have to dump doing the list. And I don't think the Ultramarines and Iron Hands listener would be too happy about that. Okay, so, because we were talking about doing Imperial Fist. So what are we doing next week? We doing Imperial Fist, we doing Zone Mortalis. Let's get the order down. I say we do Imperial Fist next week, because we haven't done a Legion episode in a while, and then we do Zone Mortalis the following week. Okay, I'm game for that. That's fair. That's fair. So next next episode will be Imperial Fist episode, and then the episode after that will be Zone Mortalis. And if you're a listener right now, or you're another podcaster, and you have something to say about Zone Mortalis, start sending in what you know about it, and like let us know what you want us to talk about Zone Mortalis, and what questions you have for it, and we will start getting that ready. And if you're an Imperial Fist player, and you have something you want to know about Imperial Fist, just know next week will be the Imperial Fist episode, and we'll start getting that out. And, uh, you know, start asking those questions. Yeah, send them in. Are you uh, done, Scott? It's together. It's in one piece, at least. So nice. Scott's flaunting anyway, his go ahead. Is oddly in front of the camera, like he didn't mean That's to. Right. Oh, did y'all see? <laughs> oh, is it out? Is it out? I'm sorry. Is it out? Can y'all see? Oh, my bad. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry. Sound Scott's somewhere. been steadily, steadily keeping up with the uh, on the on the Ready Freest Man Facebook page uh, with a model porn. Like he's like slowly been like him and Ryan both are like, oh, do you want some badass Death Guard? Here they are. Do you want some sweet ass <laughs> World Eaters? Boom! And then Derek comes out of the side with like, oh, here's some here's some I got some, some layers. <laughs> I, I, I painted a unit. Well, I'll have you guys know do, or who's where we had on Hobby Progress. It never made it to me. Uh, uh, I finished. It never mine. made it to me or Scott. Well, so, so I, I, I made some stratagems for Zone Mortalis. Yeah, it's on you. It's okay. on you, Ryan. We'll talk to you. Okay, so I well, first off, I decided I didn't have enough unpainted miniatures and fucking games to play, so I went ahead and backed the hate Kickstarter. Nice. So I'll have a whole other game worth of fucking eighty models to paint or whatever, but. I'm pretty pumped about it. It's uh, I know this isn't 30k related, but I don't give a fuck because I get to talk about whatever I want during my hobby time. So, <laughs> uh, I st- guys have listened to the show for a long time know that I started the very first miniature game I ever played that got me hooked on miniature games was Warhammer Quest. Um, and Hate to me looks like a mix of Warhammer Quest and like a Necromunda slash Mordheim. Okay. So, what are you showing Derek? The game? No, no, I was showing him some puppets warheads. Oh. Looking heads. Some cool so, looking heads. Uh, the the fighting mechanics are essentially kind of like old Hero Quest and how you move around and stuff, but then the modifiers for having additional dudes in the combat and all of that and permanent injury and permanent death and gaining skills and all that is kind of like Mordheim or Necromunda. So it's like a board game version of Mordheim or Necromunda, I guess. But the fucking that? models are ridiculous. Cool Mini or Not makes it. And the entire game is based on the art of Adrian Smith, which we've talked about on the show before. That's how I, That's what I painted, based my uh, paint scheme for my Death Guard on. 
And he's also is like all the really super badass warrior of chaos art that was like in, you know, fifth through seventh edition in fantasy, like old world fantasy, like all that really cool, like giant fucking armor plated badass dudes, with crazy weapons and shit. That's all Adrian Smith. So I like anyway, the, art. the art's pretty dope. Yeah. I know they were showing it off at some event. I saw pictures coming out of that and it looked dope. Like it a, was that it was that Gen Con. That's where I found out about it. I, they had the miniatures in the case. Like had Viking some of the mini one. Yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic fucking wasteland shithole. That the only basically the only resource is other people. So you basically scour the wasteland for other tribes and fight them and then kill them and eat them. That's how, how we do it down here in Kentucky, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I can relate to that. <laughs> you got you got to eat the other tribes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, gather resources and build your hate because as they grow, sounds like a nineties commercial. I want to play it now. Learn from every battle. Teach your warriors new skills and new levels of savagery. Your village too will grow in power. Construct new buildings and find. Oh, they got some kingdom death in it too. Exploding onto the screen. Are you going to lead us to victory? Are you going to kill everything? Or are you going to let them torture you, eat you, and shit you out? God damn. That was rad, dude. Was like, <laughs> Check him out on Kickstarter. Well, They're fucking badass. That yeah. that but anyway, was awesome. That's like some nineties so, like, crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I contacted I contacted Maca out there at uh, Outer Circle because he does a bunch of reviews of like you know games coming out and things like that and seeing if he wanted to do a hate episode. So he watched the there's like a fifty three minute gameplay video and then there's that three minute trailer. So he watched both videos and he seemed intrigued by it. So he agreed. Me and him are going to get together and do an episode of Outer Circle about it. Just wow. talking about kind of like how we did the we did one for uh, Fire and Ice because I knew he was he I didn't back Fire and Ice just because I have a shit ton of games and I knew I wanted to back hate. And um, but I knew he wanted to do it and uh, they had it at Gen Con. So I contacted him. I said, hey, man, it, it's here at Gen Con. I'll play a bunch of uh, demos and shit for you. And we would record an episode. And he said, yeah, cool. So we did like a 45 to an hour long, 45 minute to an hour long episode on Fire and Ice. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to do for this game. That so, should be. Fun. So that's part of my hobby progress. And then actual 30 K hobby progress. I, um, I've actually got quite a bit done. I started picking up speed and really fucking dedicate my painting. So I have an HQ and two full squads done now. So I could like officially play like some zone mortalis or something. So I got a whole unit of death shroud done. A whole unit of veterans done, and then obviously I had my Praetor done before. 
So I'm going to start on my Grave Wardens tomorrow. It's exciting. exciting. And my goal is, like, yes, very. So my goal is to have my Grave Wardens done and started on another veteran squad um, by the end of next week. But I should, by the time game night rolls around this coming Saturday, have my Grave Wardens done, my uh, a, a unit of Grave Wardens, a unit of Death Shroud, a Praetor, and a unit of Vets. So I should easily be able to play a game as Omar Talos. Badass, dude. That's way exciting. That's a, that's kind of, I mean, I get my Arbites in this week and I've already got all my shotguns and everything ready for them. And I'm getting those ready for, uh, the escalation league that me and Derek are in that, you know, Chris are running. And so I'm, I'm equally as ready to start my shit this week as well. And I get my three Arvis in tomorrow, even though I can't use them in the escalation league yet. Yet. I'm hoping that I can go, uh, like I know David Sampson, I'm one of his Patreon supporters for Black Label Painting. He did a How He Paints Black episode, or he's doing that right now. And so I'm kind of interested to figure out all the secrets to painting black. Unless you guys have some... some, uh, some if I told you it wouldn't be a secret. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's fair. That's the most fair thing I've heard. Yeah. I I sent you guys pictures because they only send these out in emails. If you're a backer, I sent you guys pictures of all the painted hate minis that they've oh, released. Dirty. 120 bucks gets you all 51 minis. That's pretty wild. It's more than that. Oh. Because it's, and it's there they all. Are. Uh, yeah. Because it's it's all the uh, stretch goals too. So. God damn. It's. You'll add a. Right now, I think there's 15 more miniatures to that. And then yeah. for another $25 optional buy, you can get another 11, get the get the sixth and final tribe. That dude's got like a world eater icon on his belt buckle. There you go. Nice. Look at it. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Let me see if I can go back to it. There it is. Well, all the a lot of the art, a lot of the art in the Yeah, it's, I, not really it's blurry, but I know the guy you're talking about. Um the a lot of the art in the original black book, like black books one, two, and three, is like the not the color plates, but the actual art in there is done by the guy who did this game. And it's this was based on a graphic novel, so it's a two part graphic novel called Chronicles of Hate, which I own as well. It's pretty cool. No joke. Anyway, back to thirty k. What'd you do, Scott? How's your progress? Good. I just finished that. Uh, well, it's it's at least together and the brushwork's done on it. So the Cryptus is done for my world eaters. If you've been following along with us on this escalation thing, it's uh, it's the stuff we've been putting up on Facebook, me and Ryan, the last couple of weeks. But um, just finished finally putting it together because I painted it, you know, in, by and large in uh, sub-assemblies. And I'll do the oil washes on that shit and hopefully have it done by Friday, I think. Um, if not a little bit sooner and I'm getting pretty close to having a 2,500 point list. So once I'm done with this, I got to do two apothecaries and I'll have, you know, enough to play a 2,500 point game with the army so far. So probably it's time for me to buy some foam to actually carry the shit around as opposed to putting it into a shitty fucking piece of Tupperware I have. So that will be my next purchase regarding that. Um, 
kind of foam are you getting? Uh, KR. So okay. I was gonna say we're about to do a battle foam order. Okay, that's just you know what I've been using forever. I, I kind of have it mapped out in my head how to fit everything in there. So, um, so I'll work on this crib to knock it out, and then do uh, I'm gonna do four total apothecaries. Try to like head swap them and stuff. So they all look you know unique, and then I'll magnetize probably two of them to have jump packs so I can put them with my jump pack marines when I get those in. But uh, as of right now, that's that's my hobby progress. Oh, my, the Escalation campaign. So, I'm going to be honest, man. The Escalation campaign, loyalists and traitors, it is going about how it would go as if Magnus hadn't fucked up so bad and tore that big wormhole open in the basement of the Emperor's Palace. Because traders are getting their fucking shit kicked in. Horribly. <laughs> um, well, I hope to help. I hope to try to tip the balance back good. when I get... And I'll be up and running here shortly. I just... Good. I haven't been able to play games, so... Good, good, good. We need all the help we can get. What <laughs> what Loyalist Legion are you running, Ryan? He's running, um... He's running Trader Death Guard, so... Well, he wants traders to win. The traders are oh, losing. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I'm world here, so... <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it's like me and a couple of Alpha Legion players on our team, and then um, we were supposed to have a Thousand Suns guy, but I think he backed out. So it's me and Ryan have got to turn this... we got to write this fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> Floundering. But uh, other than that, and that, that's been a lot of fun. I got my three games in, and uh, I think we go up to a thousand points here pretty soon. And... That, then I should start picking up ahead of steam because it's not just guys on foot running fucking blindly into bolter fire. And I'll actually have the... I'll have two land raiders at a thousand points probably, so... There we go. <laughs> That'll do it. Fucking God bless it. <laughs> so, nah, I probably won't. I'm just joking, but I'll probably run uh, my rhinos. That's how we're going. And uh, things are going pretty good. Can't complain. Fucking love it, dude. Did I tell y'all I played uh, that dude Robert this weekend from Fort Worth, from Dallas Fort Worth? Actually, he's from Grapevine, but uh, played his Solar Auxilla this weekend with my sister, and once again, all six Acquisitors live through the entire game without any problems. Go figure. Go figure. Oh, I'm so shocked that a three-up Jinx save is good. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking crazy. With they, all twin-linked weapons. All twin-linked everything. Right? I was trying to explain to somebody here recently because we were having this discussion. and They they were trying to explain to me that Custode's tanks aren't broken and this and that. And I'm like, well, they're way underpointed and this is why. And they're like, well, if you pointed them there, they'd be more than land raiders and they're not. And I'm like, well, they're better. They're better in every way than the land raiders, sir. They're like twice as durable because... They have better front armor because they're 13 instead of 14, but they have a flare shield. So against direct fire, it's exact same as armor 14, and then against blast, it's better. And then they have a four-up fucking jink on top of it. So then when you do manage to go through it, they just jink it. Um, then they still get to fire at full effect because they have fucking machine spirit. Um, their gun is better than anything on a land raider and also has a 360-degree field of fire. They have fucking... Uh, outflank, deep strike, ballistic skill five, twin linked everything. Uh, <laughs> grab backwash. Rage. If you, if you do manage to catch Fearless. the 
fast skimmer in combat because the person playing custodes is not fucking does not know how to pre-measure apparently if you do happen to make that happen you like you only hit on fives because of grab backwash like it's i don't know it just it kills me that's that's exactly how i played my inquisitors it was like all right girls go do your thing bye <laughs> it's like oh wait come back <laughs> nope yeah <laughs> nope y'all got crack grenades we're not dealing with that i can't i can't jeek a crack grenade that's for sure <laughs> yeah gone. but yeah. it was a fun time man the avengers <laughs> like this dude like they're so good three avengers is so like like whenever i did I, the first game i played with my 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 uh, sisters i posted like a i played i played a 2500 point sisters ask me anything on the 30k subreddit and like two of the questions on there were is playing with three avengers everything i could hope that it is and like i'm just like yeah dude like it's like it's like that one fucking meme with that kid who has hot two hot dogs. Like <laughs> it's it's like hey, it's, it's fucking great. Like it's, it's so much fucking fun. It's it's bonkers. Man. I've only ever I've used three a single time. Um, I've only ever used yeah, I've only used three one time. We played a three thousand point event in Michigan, and I don't I typically don't play that many points. And it was when I was just starting to work on my Blood Angels and get them ready. And in order to make 3,000 points, I had to throw in my Black Shields Avenger that's painted slightly different in with my other two that are painted Imperial Navy colors. And I ran three, and it was pretty fucking ridiculous. Normally, I stick with two or one. My Black Shields army has one. My Blood Angel army runs two. I've never really used three, only except for that one rare occasion. I, I will say that the third Avenger is extremely redundant. Like... The third Avenger never gets to, like, have fun. Like, the first two usually take out whatever the fuck needs to get done. <laughs> and then the third Avenger's like, well, now I got to blow dudes up with my fucking Krakens. Like, you know, now I got to shoot my... Well, like, you're, you're wrong because it's extremely demoralizing yeah. when all three of them come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like especially when they look at it and they go, oh, you only shot two of them. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I sure did. And they completely demolished all your armor. And then it's like, well, and next turn they're going to make a turn and they're going to start working on infantry. So, I, yeah, and, they're, they're pretty fucking crazy. And I, I want to hope two. Don't, don't. I mean, I understand why Michael's running three. Like I recommend the only army I really honestly recommend three for are sisters because they don't really have any anti tank outside of that. They're multi melters, dude. I I know. I think I'm going to drop the third one because I've been doing fucking work with the multi meltas. <laughs> like they, when you have six of them, you know, it just kind of, and you have a fast skimmer, you get them where they need to go. So I might be dropping an Avenger, but it's, it's a good time. It's a very good time. Probably. Yeah. So what else was I going to say? There's something else that was, uh oh yeah i got my ass like completely i i got to learn how powerful volkites are against toughness three and they don't care about your three plus armor save uh there's a full 20 man unit of last gun last gunners like just last gun tertio and i ran janesha kroll with her raptor cadre into that unit and just completely just demolished them and i was like so proud of it and then Whenever they're done with the assault, you know, they completely, they run down the unit and everything like that. They're standing in the middle of two Volkite squads and a Flamer squad. And I was like, I did not think this through Uh-oh. at all. And like, just 
completely had my ass handed to me and felt that way many times in life. Sorry. <laughs> rate just fucked my world up. So it was a good game though. It was a fun time. It was a fun time with powerful Robert. I came down from Dallas. It was we had a Comic Con and his wife was selling or his girlfriend was selling shirts at the Comic Con, so it was a good time. So I guess that's it for hobby progress, huh? Anybody else had any games that's you want to share? No? no, nobody made it down to game night. Scott didn't make it down last time for game night because of all the fucking snow. Yeah, we got some. We got some fucking inclement weather. I got my three uh, three escalation games in. I won one and lost two. Powerful Mike Schmitz. He's in our Crusader host. Fucking. We had a incredibly irrelevant slap fight between my delegates and a fucking. Four acts and the castle acts that lasted four whole turns. Just three <laughs> so, that would be the highlight of my gaming experience thus far. <laughs> For me, pretty, pretty sad to watch those guys just flail about. <laughs> but, dude, real quick, I, I as well, I forgot to add this. So, uh, Robert came into the game and he took a unit of uh, three laser rapiers, like uh, rapier destroyers. And uh, he took these three guys, and he told me, he's like, he's like you're going to hate these guys. And I'm like, why? He goes, they're, they're called raptor killers at my game club. And I was like, why? He goes, because they're good at killing, like, like uh, monstrous creatures like Thanatars and stuff like that, and, like, Castlax, things like that. Like, they're good at killing big things. And they're also really good at killing... Um, Fire uh, raptors, fire and raptors, Avengers. yeah, and Avengers, like any any flyers, they're really good at killing. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know what it is about them, but that unit right there, they're really good at killing stuff like that. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then so, my three Avengers come on, and he goes, okay. When during his turn, he goes, okay, I'm gonna fire at that Avenger back there. And I was like, okay. He's like, Are you gonna jink? I was like, mm, no, I'll be all right. I was like, you got a snap shoot. I know they're twin linked, but. I'm not going to do it because I wanted to see if these were fire, like if these were raptor killers, you know, I wanted to know. And <laughs> sure enough, all three of them snapshot and rolled sixes. All three of them. Three dice, sixes. Bam, bam, bam. And I was like, what the fuck? And all three were penetrating and two of them were explosive results. And I was like, I don't know like what kind of demon is inside that unit right there. But that's some juju. That's some juju right there, man. It was wild. It was definitely something to check the dice check the dice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do you roll those special gold dice when man you, you're really favoring the rfi dice <laughs> i mean shit <laughs> cut the tape cut the tape so so anyway uh toys for tots auction man let's talk about that okay so right now, guys, if you go to our Facebook page, you will actually see the link for two Toys for Tots auctions on our eBay. Uh, well, not our eBay, but on eBay. Uh, just so you all know, this is something that powerful Jamie that we work with, he puts together. It's a uh, Toys for Tots army. The way it works is all over the country, uh, people donate in miniatures. Uh, they, they send them into Jamie. And uh, Jamie gets all these miniatures. He makes army lists for them. Ryan helps make army lists as well. And he sends them out to professional painters. These professional painters donate their time and they donate uh, their expertise to get these armies fully painted. Then they get them shipped back to Jamie. He gets all these 
miniatures together. He takes beautiful pictures of them and he throws them on eBay to sell them. Now, when these items sell, all of the profits for these like donated, you know, models and donated painting services and all that, all the profits for that go directly to Toys for Tots, which is the uh, the Marines. Um, Christmas charity, like basically the Marines gather up uh, toys and they gather up uh, uh, jackets and other essentials for children and and they they also take donations and they use the, these donations to make sure that uh, kids during the Christmas season are completely supplied uh, with, well, these are underprivileged kids, make sure they're supplied with the essentials as well as they also uh, give them, you know, I don't know, presents, presents, yeah. Toys and stuff. <laughs> Toys for tots. The children. So, uh, right now, if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see those two eBay links. Both of those are going to be for the Toys for Tots option. Uh, one is going to be for an Age of Sigmar army. Uh, Scott, what kind of Age of Sigmar army is it? Or, or Ryan? I know you had mentioned you kind of knew. It is a, it's a, like a Vampire Counts one. And okay. it largely consists of like the the ghoul, ghoul models. Like yeah, Kirk I don't Wars. think it's... I don't know Marvels. if there's vampire counts any. There's like something of death. West Courts, yeah. I think, is yeah. what it's called now. Yeah, um, guys. So White like, court, like. <laughs> yeah. So if you know somebody that plays Age of Sigmar, or you know, they maybe send them that way and uh, have a look at that army. I know this is mostly a horse heresy podcast, but if you have anybody that you know that would you know enjoy seeing that army, uh, send them that way. Let them know that that is that is up. Uh, as well, even you know a little bit, a little bit more up to our speed, there is an Iron Warriors army on there, and this thing is fully loaded out, guys. Um, so with this auction, you're looking at uh, looks like a, a Land Raider armed with you know normal last cannons, things like that. You got powerful Perturabo. You've got the limited edition Tribunal. Uh, you've got ten Cataphracty Marines. Uh, five of the Tyrants. Tyrants. Man, thank you. You knew that I didn't know the name off the top of my head. Well, we broke it down last episode. Four, six, eight, ten. Yeah. Ten of the... Either uh, like Devastators or Iron Havocs. Yeah, so it'd be Iron Havocs or the Heavy Support Squad. Um, you've got a Typhon. So a beautifully painted Typhon. You've got two Rhinos to transport your two tactical squads. It also has 20 dudes and tactical squads, and it's got two Vindicators. Uh, so this thing's fully loaded out. Uh, already ready to go. Everything's already pro-painted. Uh, that will actually end here in four days and one hour, so that looks like that will be done. One, two, three, four. That'll be done on Thursday, the 25th. So uh, get in there before you, you at least go look at it. Do yourself the favor. Go check this army out. It's on eBay. Uh, if you have some cash that you want, if you've been looking to start Iron Warriors, this is the perfect way to start it. It's going to jumpstart you directly in with a, with a pretty decent army out the gate. And, of course, for a good cause, for a good charity. So go check that out, guys. And, then, of course, if you're also an Age of Sigmar player, go check out the Age of Sigmar army. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, anything else we want to add on that, guys? Or It's a, it's a fucking dope army, man. There's a lot of stuff in that in that auction. And it's very, very well painted. People put a lot of uh, a lot of care and attention to detail into putting that thing together. So, you know, do yourself a favor and go check it out. And then... uh. Place a fucking bid. Have a heart, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever that goes for, it's worth some, every penny. Spread some goddamn joy in this shitty world. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I will say, guys, 
Uh, if you have models that you would like to donate, uh, Jamie at Warhammer30k.com, you can shoot him an email. He'll get you an address so you can submit those models. Uh, this isn't... I know that every time we've talked about this, it's kind of been around the Christmas season, uh, but this goes on all year. You know, It takes months to get these things painted up. It does take a while to get everything going. Uh, so... You know, just uh, pop Jamie an email, Jamie, that's J-A-M-E, at Warhammer30K.com, and he'll, if you have models you want to donate or, you know, a painting service you want to donate, just let him know if you want to help out and and get be a part of that. More than welcome. Yeah, tell him how big of a fucking Alabama Crimson Tide fan you are as well. He really, really big Alabama Crimson Tide fan, that guy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So if you just let him oh, know. Oh, yeah, loves him. Fucking loves him. I don't know if I trust that. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> so next thing here, guys, we're going to talk about Heresy Camp tickets. They are live. Uh, so guys, on this one, uh, if you go to our Facebook page as well, you will see that we have an Eventbrite posted up right now. And you can also just go to eventbrite.com, type in Heresy Camp. You will see that general sale tickets are up and running. We Those uh, went on sale on the 13th. Those are now officially uh, getting sold. So that's going to be the three day and the five day with a cult of paint for each of those. Um, uh, I mean, what does these, what do these tickets get you? These tickets like out the gate are going to get you three days or five days of fully paid for, uh, cabin with, uh, you know, pretty much lodging. You'll be camping out with, uh, with other horse heresy gamers. Uh, it'll get you three or five days, whichever way you go of full meals. Uh, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's going to be pretty much curated events for all three five or three days or five days, depending on what you choose. Uh, there also is the Cult of Paint class that's in there. Uh, that's going to be with the powerful Henry Steele. And he's going to be teaching a pretty much an advanced. It's an advanced class, but it's going to take you from the ground up on how to airbrush. How to use paint more good. How to use paint well, more it's not- good. It's not just airbrushing. It's based around airbrushing, but they'll teach you a little bit of everything. Look at my Death Guard models. If you want to know how to paint, how I paint my Death Guard models, that's basically take that class. Take that class. Of course, guys, we also have a number of curated events. By the end of February, we should have more a you know, more direct schedule. Uh, but right now, I mean, we're looking at different classes. We're looking at uh, airbrushing classes, of course. We're looking at painting classes. Uh, there's been discussions of a resin casting class, an LED cl- class, uh, a terrain making class. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different hobby classes that are just going to be completely included with your ticket. Uh, just going to be out the gate. And of course, there's going to be events that you play. And there's going to be curated events. There's going to be narrative events. There's going to be tournament style events. There's going to be doubles events. There's going to be a Zone Mortalis event. Uh, there's going to be Centurion events. There's going to be uh, the Varangian Heresy tank event. You know, there's going to be everything you could possibly want to play. And it's open gaming. Uh, for those entire five days uh, or three days, whichever way you go with. And you're just going to be around dudes that also like Horus Heresy. And then, of course, you can also do camp stuff. You can go fishing. You can go uh, fishing freshwater or saltwater. You can go start a campfire. You can. There's an archery range there. Uh, there's an obstacle course if you're crazy. You can play basketball. You can go in the pool. It's three or five days, whichever way you go, of just hanging out with dudes who are also like go. Go listen to our Heresy episode, our Heresy Camp episode. Yeah, guys. If you have any questions on that, go check out our Heresy Camp episode where we where we talk about all the different things that you can do at Heresy Camp. And like I said, uh, before before too long, we'll have just a, a full full agenda of what you guys can do. 
and an itinerary. An itinerary. And then I plan on doing a uh, a Q&A, like a live Q&A where you can like back and forth and I'll talk about it. Um, so. so, yeah, go check oh, that out. Hey. Tell your buddies. I forgot to I forgot to say this, but I think it I probably should say something. OVOs this weekend, and I'll be there providing fucking coverage and photographs and such in the field. I'm leaving on uh I'm leaving on Sunday, uh, but I'll be there for for all the games during the narrative on Saturday. So I will. Do you see me? Fucking, I look like the guy off a Hitler Youth recruiting poster. <laughs> Just come up and say what's up. And we can hang out and talk about things and such. I don't know. He looks like a young KFC colonel. Like if you like it like before. Like, like, like a colonel back in his second lieutenant days. <laughs> Sanders back in his more formative years. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna borrow my German flower camo with the fucking flag and everything on it? I got I got some that I bought for paintball a long time ago. That shouldn't offend anyone. <laughs> that shouldn't trigger anybody. Probably, probably let let Vegas kind of maybe not wear camo in Vegas for a while. Not until <laughs> we got this whole thing. This whole thing blows over. <laughs> Tickets got a little cheaper, dude. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see some of that LVO coverage. Like super super excited to see some of that. Should be and, a lot of fun. Hopefully. I wish I could go and hang out with you and Jonathan, man. He seems like a really cool dude. The guy oh, from yeah. Jonathan West from fucking British Columbia. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait to talk to him about I'm real big into this whole like nature conservation debate about the grizzly bears up there. And I get to actually talk to someone who fucking is like around those bears all the time. So it's <laughs> gonna be awesome. I like how you're saving yourself. Like, like, <laughs> like you didn't you could just message him about any of this. But it's he no. listens to this podcast, no. so he, he wants all that straight from the top. Got to hear his firsthand account. He's like, bro, there are fucking bears everywhere. I'm like, I don't feel safe. I can't procreate because I'm worried about my my offspring getting eaten by bears. What am yeah. I? You should go fish for a bunch of trout and put them all in a stringer and just walk around with them over your shoulder, just through town and shit. Just see if you get eaten. He yep. just just trigger him. Just he's like, oh, "What are you doing? That's not safe." Oh, no, is that what you do to some? Is that what you do to somebody you don't like? Is you just like slip a fucking trout into their backpack when they're not looking? So just, just like they smell of trout and they just get fucking. Just one comes out of an alley. It's like that tiger from that fucking Tiger Park video in China, but it's a bear. It just like comes out of the alley and grabs you, and you just disappear off the fucking closed circuit yep, TV camera. Basically. I got a crazy fucking video shout out for everybody to check out. Check out. Black Bear breaks into candy store at Gatlinburg. If you've ever been to Gatlinburg, I think I showed this video to you guys a while back. But uh, it's a, you know, it's it's kind of like a like I like I think I described it as a white trash Las Vegas. That's exactly what it is. Like there's a main strip with all kinds of shit on it. You can it's do. like Branson, Missouri, or any shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right up that, right up there. So, uh, they um. There's a fucking shitload of bears there. There are fucking bears everywhere. And one of them got onto the strip and was like running around scaring people and busted into a candy shop. And it's fucking, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear like Tennessee mountain folk recount this tale too. So <laughs> It's just a little black bear though. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not, not hurting like, anybody. Was that like during the day or? No, it was at night. And he was just he, scared. He opened that door like, like it was Where unlocked. the fuck am I? Like. What is all this light? 
but he just yeah, batted that door open like it. he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he just fucking opened that door like nothing. Like it wasn't even locked. Like somebody that's their fault. That's on them. No, it was locked. He just like Oh, he just ripped he's it a open. Bear. Oh. He's, he's a lucky black bear. he didn't start eating that shit. I don't know <laughs> what that amount of sugar would do to a bear, but I can't imagine it's a positive thing. Well they eat like whole things of honey. So yeah, maybe maybe did you didn't give a fuck. Did no. you see that did you see that post a while back? Or maybe it was you that actually said it that was like that bear died from uh uh, from an overdose of cocaine, <laughs> like it ate a shitload of cocaine, and then like somebody posted a comment like, "For ten minutes, that bear was the most apex predator <laughs> in the fucking world." <laughs> it was like a grizzly. The crazy that- ones are the ones in <laughs> fucking Russia that have learned that they can get high as fuck on jet fuel, and they have all those. If you look that shit up, there's no. these fucking crazy like Why do you Soviet runways like out. There's like these runways and shit out in the middle of Siberia where they just leave these empty drums of jet fuel with like just a little bit of remnants in it. And the bears have learned they can stick their fucking heads in the drums and get high as fuck. And they love it. And all they do is hang around the goddamn airfield and just get stoned as fuck all day on jet fumes and run they around. They do what we do as, as bears, basically. Jesus <laughs> this, this title says, and all I had to do was type in bears jet and immediately immediately goes bears jet russia we know <laughs> like we know what you're trying to get to. yeah <laughs> and this title says okay, russian here, bears are here, hooked on ahead. huffing jet fuel until they pass out yeah yep. in, in a display of blatant disregard for nancy reagan her pleas to contrary russian bears no longer are able to resist the sweet temptation of gasoline have found themselves <laughs> suffering from good old-fashioned jet fuel addiction are these bears <laughs> falling behind on their child support payments by chance <laughs> Yeah. Did their credit scores take a dive after these look, look at him, Scott. They fucking yeah, huff yeah, that yeah. shit and just pass out. <laughs> He's just <laughs> contemplating life as he looks up <laughs> into the sky. What are we all here for, man? He gets, like, uh, he's you know, like full human intelligence, but he's too high to do anything with it. I'm really hoping that the uh the whole the whole bear voicemails come back around. I'm hoping they make it back around. I know for a while there Scott had some bear stories and stuff like that, but I really Really, now that we have new listeners and they know that we have their voicemails, I really hope that we get some bear voicemails now. No, bears are the best, man. We got to get some more of those. I don't, I don't have any bear run-ins. I have one of my dad's friends got his ass kicked by a white-tailed deer. <laughs> he Scott's, got out. He got out of his tree. He got out <laughs> of his tree. He got out of his tree stand to take a piss. You know, you don't want to piss like where you're hunting at. So he walked a little ways through the woods to take a piss. And he was pissing on this tree next to these bushes. And as he's he's got his dick in sand being, this big fucking buck comes running out of the bush and just fucking knocks him down. Fuck you, man. It's my tree. Get him with the antlers. And he said he had time enough just to grab his gun, but he couldn't point it. So he had his gun like this, like locking in with the antlers with the deer. And the deer had him down, like pushing the gun into his face. (laughs) And he's fighting with it with the fucking antlers. And he's trying to like upkick it, so he's on his back, like trying to upkick this fucking buck. And finally, the deer like gets off of him, and he says the thing fucking walks like ten feet away, and then just like turns stands side on, just like looks at him, like just staring at him. So then he just fucking blasts it. Oh <laughs> yeah, that? you damn right, you damn right. <laughs> I don't care if it was a one year old fucking like six point. It's coming right at me. Kaboosh! It's done. <laughs> Don't you explain self-defense to a game warden? Your friend stopped an uprising, Ryan. I want you to know that right now. We don't need that. What is my dad's buddy? 
We don't need it that. It was hunting. Line. I mean, he was hunting for deer when it happened. So, I mean, everything was on the up and up. It was just <laughs> funny that the deer, He's like, a deer he that literally was got too. out of his tree stand and walked like half a mile to go piss somewhere and then was pissing and the deer come right out of the fucking bushes and like charge right into him. Dude, but that deer was waiting yeah, in man. that bush all season for a hunter to come across. <laughs> dude, dude, deer during the rut, they don't give a fuck. Like they're only there to do two things. Fight or fuck. That's it. And you better hope it, they're not going to do both on you at the same time. Like, <laughs> you're not going to like the way that is. I like how, like, like Scott's afraid of getting raped by a deer. And, like, we had it like yeah, this man. discussion on one episode. And, like, immediately within, like, four days of that episode posting... So like Scott like sends me a message like look and it's like a deer raped a dude it's like oh my god what <laughs> there you have it it was it wasn't a deer it was a caribou oh, yeah. it was a oh, shit. Deer that fucked that guy like I was like oh my god <laughs> riddle me this uh, <laughs> what the fuck how far we've strayed from <laughs> the bears and camp talk thirty k yeah. <laughs> Well, I got one more. Why we're straying? Love it. Do so it. So, people are gonna people are gonna get mad. Some people get triggered because they love dogs, which I love dogs too. So don't. And keep in mind that this dog was fine after this video, but it looks way worse than what it is. There's a video of a deer in a subdivision that it's it's fawn like laid down. Like fawns are weird. They don't have any scent to them. They don't smell like anything. So if there's a predator around, they literally just lay down and be still, and the mom literally leaves. And then the predators usually don't find the fawn, and then the mom will come back and find the baby deer. Well, this fawn did that, but these people had a lab, and the fawn just, like, laid down in the yard. So this lab goes over, and it's not being mean. It's just checking out this fawn. But mama deer got pissed and runs over, just stomps, almost stomps the fucking life out of this lab. I mean, it's just going on a goddamn rampage. It's chasing fucking neighborhood cats. It's after the dog. It's after people. And it, it's only funny because the owner of the dog, which, you know, granted, if it was my wife or somebody like that, they would behave the same way. You see your dog about to get its brains dashed out by this deer. She's screaming bloody murder, like screaming the dog's name like a horror movie, which, you know, in after knowing that, you know, everything's fine and, every, you know, the dog's fine and everything, you know, it's funny, but it's pretty fucking intense. So I'm pretty sure you could find that like deer versus lab or. Dude, deer it's, it's very dog, weird. Deer attacks dog. Because I, I live in a city, but they're everywhere in my neighborhood, like all over the fucking place. Like I'll catch them out of my trash can in the morning, and I'm like, I'm like timid to shoo them off because I'm like, I don't want this thing to turn around and kick me in my face while I'm just trying to get to my statistics class. There's <laughs> <laughs> more than Scott. Scott sent us that one video of that one time where they were like across the street and his dog was like, like fucking tit off of him. <laughs> his dog wanted some of that. Scott's like, oh no, no we're not getting in this fight. <laughs> Shut up, Hunter. <laughs> just you fucking roll, roll the windows up. Roll the roll windows up. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that video you're talking about, Ryan. There's a guy that voiceovers it because it's first that cat is trying to trying to mess with that baby fawn. And then that dog yeah. stupidly walks up like, hey, what's going on, guys? And that deer's like, what? <laughs> seven. Seven. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking intense. I'm sending it to you guys anyway, just in case you haven't. Because uh, Scott didn't act like he'd seen it. Hell yeah, Animal Kingdom fight. But game. anyway. <laughs> Super good. When animals attack. All right. 
So next thing on the list, guys, is the rulebook giveaway. So if you guys haven't seen already, we did post up on our Facebook page. There is a post on there where we're giving away the Blible, the first edition Horace Heresy rulebook. So if you don't have it yet, this is the quick way to get it. So all you got to do is go to our Facebook page, go to that comment thread there it's one post all you have to do is post underneath that comment thread you like our page and all you have to say is why you started horse heresy now there's two things that are going on with this for one we're going to do a random draw of all the names so it's just going to be a uh if you post it on there you post your comment no regardless of how uh not i guess in depth your comment is you still have a chance to win the blible but the second way you can win on that one is Ryan's going to go through those and he's going to go read up and he's going to pick. He's going to say, which one of these is the most, I guess, in-depth? Like, which one of these do I like best? Like, which one of these touches my heart in a way that, that I think you're a winner? And Ryan's going to do his, you know, viewer's choice. You know, he's going to come through this. He's going to pick his, uh, his, favorite, his favorite comment on there and send them a special prize. We haven't decided what that prize is. Ryan hasn't really uh, announced that, but you can you guarantee it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. So I got an idea. I got an idea, and it might just fucking blow somebody's mind. Okay. It, oh. I think it's going to be a way better prize than anybody's expecting. You're going to shave your beard off and put it in a box for them, and then they're going to get to wear it and yes. <laughs> tell everybody okay. they're Ryan Kimmel at events. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good prize, but why do I have crabs that? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh... everything's so itchy ever since I got this awesome beard. Yeah, it doesn't come off anymore. It's weird. <laughs> what? Uh, why do I like tenderloin so much? <laughs> so anyway, guys, go get go jump on that if you haven't already entered that. Definitely go check it out because. Uh, we've got a number of responses on there already. Uh, Ryan, do we want to go and read those off? Do we want to read those responses off? Yeah, go ahead. Shoot. It don't take that long. Okay. So let me go ahead and pull that up so we can go ahead and just, just let y'all know what y'all are competing up against. But one of the things that I, that I really did like was there was a number of people on here that are brand new to Horace Heresy that are coming in. Um, but let me go ahead and see here. I'm actually loading previous comments right now because there's like 265. That's a lot. Yeah, my phone has been in fucking hyperdrive since we started this. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I mine's like shaking watch. itself off a table a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my I wake up to my phone with a uh, 9% battery pretty often. Uh, Turns so do- out Americans like free shit. You know, who knows? <laughs> who knew? But. So some of, the, some of the responses we've been getting... Uh, it's been so long since I've played a single game of Heresy. Uh, it's like playing the game I fell in love with as a kid, but not full-on utter bullshit designed to attract kids that an adult, as an adult pisses me off. Plus, Horace was fucking baller. Uh, Team Warmaster for life. Well, and that's the noise I picture he made. And why he kissed his fingers in the W form? He says, because it's Heresy, you have to fight it wherever you find it. Uh, this dude says he loves Heresy just so hard to get a game organized. So he wants to get that rule book to start organizing games. This dude says, I want to run a Word Bears Legion in all their glory, spreading the truth to the galaxy to those who need enlightenment. Dig it. This says, maybe this book, uh, with this book, I can convince Andrew to play again. 
And that's Andrew, our buddy Andrew. And this yeah, dude plays yeah. like every fucking day. Yeah, he, <laughs> like so, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. He actually says, uh, "This is the first weekend of the new year I haven't played." <laughs> like, funny enough. Uh, I just handed off my Raven Guard army to my 11 year old son so I can concentrate on my Death Guard. We're both itching to start playing again. He even gave me some Iron Hand Immortals to his best buddy to get him started on a Legion. Badass. Badass. Good job, Joshua. Teach, teach your son right. Uh, because, because Forge World makes fantastic models. Uh, why do I want to play Heresy? Because I'm a narrative-driven player. I'm starting a Loyalist Death Guard Legion, but painted as Dusk Raiders to show that I have no ties to their traitor Primarch. Good job, Pete. Can't wait to see that. Send us pictures. Uh, Jonathan says, I already play Heresy, and I play it because it's awesome. Feature historical fiction with Primarchs. Uh, David says, I love the lore, love looking at the models, and picturing the different kit bashes I could do. Sp- spend way too much time watching battle reports online not to be playing. Uh, Ross says, because 40K isn't dark enough. <laughs> it's not metal enough. Needs uh, more grim dark. Uh, Joshua says, I'm absolutely in love with the setting in the books. I'd love to play a game and let the Sons of Horus lay waste their foes. Devin says, need to get an incentive to actually put all my Night Lords together and learn heresy. It's much more interesting time in the history of the Milky Way than 40K. Ryan says, because custodes. Delete, delete that. Delete that one. <laughs> 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 i tell you who's not winning. <laughs> and he put the little heart. Uh, Blair says, because only cool dudes play heresy, and I want to be a cool dude, a powerful cool dude. Jonathan came back and says, also, we love you. <laughs> Phil says, I really need to get it harder for heresy, and that rulebook might just do the trick. Daniel says, because I love the heresy story. Kian says, already play, but man, it's hard to arrange games in my area. I said, what area, bro? He says, oh, I have plenty of people to play with, just as difficult with 8th being the main thing. I love both systems, but, you know, I need to get back in the good old heresy train. Keep up the good work, guys. And then I sent a thumbs-up picture for him. Uh Ryan says, I've got a bunch of unbuilt models from Betrayal Kalth and the new Zomortalis tiles from Necromunda. The book would be the kick in the ass. I need to get my gear painted. Beardemus says, so I can play with my friends. Aaron says, it's heresy not to play. Mike says, I want to start playing Horus Heresy so I can take the initiative to bring my local gamers together for a massive games of Warhammer. I've got Adeptus Custodus models, but no books. If I had it, I could start a community here. <laughs> Dusty says, so much fun to play, so much narrative history to draw missions from. Maybe I can even convince Chris Poon to play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Andrew says... Michael is 12. (laughs) (laughs) He said Poon, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Is this window boner? Uh, Anyway, Andrew says, because my Imperial (laughs) Fist army is waiting to be sent from the front face of the traitors. Is waiting to be sent to the front and face the traitors. Uh, Sam says, I've always loved the lore of Horus Heresy. I own some of the Horus Heresy minis, but have never actually played. I've become dissatisfied with 40k due to the lack of Grimdark, and I've been thinking about fully committing to 30k. Come on, Sam, we'll have you. Uh, James says, because Iron Within, Iron Without, also Sneaky Beaky, Raven Guard for Loyalists, and soon World Eaters as well. Nice. Ronald says, I love the fluff in it, Horus Heresy, and I play a few different legions. Nico says, because fuck, praise the Emperor. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Fuck praise. Uh, a fuck, what's a fuck praise? <laughs> I don't know. The best kind of praise. The best kind of praise, Scott says. <laughs> no, but like, do you lo- do you like the Emperor? Do you like, yeah! like the Emperor? That's a bad game to play. I about lost a finger. Did you see that? No. This is like feeding a fucking great, great white shark by hand. <laughs> <laughs> Donna. Give it Pete Rubber Bands. Donna. 
John says, so me and my friends can start playing. Jacob says, it's all about the Primarchs and fluff. Every Legion is balanced, and the most games are only won by a point or two. Justin says, because 30K is the best K, and I'm going to LVO in a week to play. <laughs> that was oh. a rhyme. Oh. Sam says, I've been building up an Alpha Legion force, but it's slowly going due to a budget restraints, and the rulebook would really help the process along. Daniel says, Horus Rising made me want to play the dynamics of how the Legions played on each other. Oh. And also, just almost straight narrative play. Patrick says, I want to play Heresy due to a more balanced and complex game system. Matthew says, I play Heresy because when I started playing as a 10-year-old kid in 3rd edition, I always thought I'd be it'd be awesome to play as the original members of my Legion. And now they have the opportunity to play out those battles. Austin says, because the only way to play an army can be under Lord Sanguinous' command. Nathan says, I love the fluff and the aspect of the Age of Darkness. Colin says, I want to get back into playing the game more. Johnny says, I play Heresy because using there's something very amusing about running three different legions and having a kill count going for each Primarch. Angron has a lease due to seniority, but Korax and Magnus are close behind. Bo says, I can't help but follow the strategic stories of these Primarchs and really want to join my local group. Just go join them, Bo. Just hang out with them. Felix says, I would like to start playing Heresy to cherish Alan Bly's memory. And <laughs> Turb says... I want to start playing because 40k is whack, and I'm more of a fact. Or just get my shit on the table and roll some dice and drink. Daniel says, I play Heresy for the push to be a closer, to be part of the community that wants our miniatures to be painted instead of just gray plastic. It is too hard to be the only one in your scene to care about it. Ben says, finally started my Death Guard force and played my first game for an Escalation group. I prefer the Heresy fluff and prefer the narrative drive Heresy players to have. Uh, Robert says, because I have loyal sons of Horus, narrative force that needs rules. Steven says, I started playing Heresy because I love the Horus Heresy setting, plus 30k Night Lords. Zach says, the Horus Heresy book series alone made me want to play, plus the lore and seeing my friends completed and painted Iron Warriors has made me write and build a, and want to build up a legion. Uh, Tabor says, I read Horus Rising and want to make a legit lead Luna Wolves regiment. Uh... Got to justify selling my kidney on the black market somehow. Mark says, I would like to play Horus Heresy so I can be a multi-bombing champion who is hard for heresy. Good job, Mark. Joey says, Space Marines are more interesting in Horus Heresy than in 40K and have greater diversity. Brian says, I want to start playing so, so that maybe my at some point I can customize the origin of my Dark Angels like chapter and personally change them as they go along in the campaign that spans from 30K to 40K. Uh, Chris says, I started playing Heresy because the historical aspect of 40k seems so cool and because Solar Auxilia is the sexiest models Forge World has ever made. I want to play Heresy because I have a Perturabo I'm going to be painted, Iron Within, Iron Without. Good job, Joshua. Ben says, because all the coolest kids play Heresy. Yeah, there's a ton more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes. It goes on for a long time. This is one of my favorite ones because if I didn't start Heresy, Scott wouldn't blow me in the back alley. So hey. I think he was meaning Derek. <laughs> but maybe he just likes Scott's fucking haircut better. Hey, I mean, you know, imagine what you will. I can't. <laughs> Who am I to, to judge matters of the heart, you know? <laughs> this dude says, I want Daniel says, I want to start playing Heresy so I can get justice for my beloved Legion of the Thousand Sons who are pushed into Heresy by a combination of the Arc Trader Horse Lupercal and his naive brother, the lapdog of the Emperor, Lehman Russ. There are no wolves on friendlers. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of nothing wrong that's going on that Magnus totally did. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's a ton, ton on there. There, I've kind of been slowly reading through them. We get, we get a uh, notifications that they're coming through. So it's uh, yeah, it's quite a bit. Ross says my husband had me listening to Radio Free Estevan and RFI made me bust. <laughs> there you go. That's a weird thing to post. So, yeah, there's a ton on here, guys. Uh, go through them and read them. Go post on there so you can get your chance to win in there. I just read off probably like 40 of them, and they're still fucking going. There's no way. There's no way to read them all this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Rides it. It'll be easy. It'll be quick. Let's read them all. Oh, yeah, three or four minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Two hours later. Maybe I just read faster than Michael. <laughs> so... Anyway, guys, yeah, that's that rulebook giveaway. Let's go ahead and move on to a little something we have called voicemails. Now, what are voicemails, you say? Voicemails are, we have a, if you go to our Facebook page, or if you listen to our podcast, you actually don't have to go to the Facebook page. Uh, we have a voicemail set up. The number is 209-RFI-30K0. It's a voicemail that you can call us on, leave a voicemail. A lot of times it's people telling us shit stories or telling us, you know, how we're doing crap job and things like that. Uh, you can send us a voicemail and leave, tell us your stories, anything like that. We'll play anything you send us. It's pretty cool. Um, also, if you want to, like if, let's say you live international, you don't want to uh, pay the, I guess, long-distance charges that come with calling somebody in the United States, you can also just record yourself and send us a voicemail uh, to Michael at Warhammer30k.com, Ryan at Warhammer30k.com, Scott at Warhammer30k.com, or Derek at Warhammer30k.com. All of us will get that voicemail, and we will play it on the air. I don't think anybody's ever gotten a voicemail uh, that I haven't gotten, so if you just want to send it to Michael at Warhammer30k.com, that, that'll work as well. Uh, but Yeah, as much as I would love to listen to voicemails when I get them, I kind of save them for the podcast. Like, I don't. I, I, I specifically do not so that I can be 100% surprised by whatever the voicemail hell has. yeah that's the way to do it we do not pre-screen brave this. that is brave <laughs> if you send them in we'll we'll listen to them yeah if we have to cut it we'll deal with that later <laughs> so let me go ahead and first things first let's go ahead and play the voicemails that we got you go ahead and pull this guy up so this is one of them i've been thoroughly Hey, Pat, I've been thoroughly disappointed with the amount of Willow content on this Willow podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have been slacking on the Willow Ooh. content, if I'm, if I'm being oh, honest. Man. We have... <laughs> Damn it. This is the worst Willow podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. So I think that's the actual only voicemail we got. But we do have industrial accident stories. Yeah, we as did well. get some emails. Yeah, we do have some emails that we need to go over. Uh, first one comes from Russell. Uh, he says, Hey, you boys, I wanted to write in and share some of my industrial accident stories. During college, I would work summers at a local water plant, wafer plant. We made the cookie part of the ice cream sandwiches. Uh, this story takes place in the mixer room on a cleaning night. Oh my God, I can already tell uh. this is going to be brutal. Uh,. We made the cookie part of ice cream sandwiches. This story takes place in the mixer room of clean night. We had some gigantic mixers that were big as a semi truck. Think of Fulgrim's KitchenAid when he wanted clean that when he wanted to play Martha Stewart. The plant was shut down for our weekly cleanings, and one of the mixer room workers was cleaning was cleaning the mixer from the bottom cleaning hatch. Somehow it turned on, uh -oh. and this dude's hand was oh, nearly turned to ground beef. 
He did survive, and amazingly, I e- heard he even kept his hand. We must have some pretty sick wizards at our local hospital because I saw the x-rays and the bones in this dude's hands were destroyed. Oh, my God. Uh, he said, the second story involves lasers, razors, and stupid people. We have those knives that are laser sharp, or laser sharpened that we use on the line to cut the dough. These things were so sharp that only a few people were even allowed to touch them. One day, these knives were sent back to the washroom in order to be cleaned. I don't know if the person cleaning was a new guy or somehow or somebody experienced who just wasn't paying attention on that day. The person was cleaning everything in the room, trying to get it all done quickly. He was wiping all the equipment down with a rag and did the same to the knives. He then began to wonder why the thing he was wiping down had red shit all over them, only to find that his hand was fil- was filleted to the bone. Oh, oh my God, I'm never going to eat a fucking ice cream sandwich again. They, like- cl- they cleaned it after <laughs> that. This last story does not involve anybody getting hurt, but was very easily could have. Our warehouse is filled with pallet shelves that are two to three stories tall. One day, a forklift driver attempted to grab a pallet off the top shelf. After pulling it out to the slot, he turned around too quickly, and the lift started to tip over between the one-ton weight at the top and two or three stories that, <laughs> that it fell. The tines of the forklift struck the ground and punched their way down through two feet of solid concrete. Yeah, they'll do that. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoy the stories, and I'm sure enjoy the show. Uh, list below, don't need to read on the show. So he also sent us a list uh, that he sent in for help. Uh, yeah, those forklifts will get you. Okay. We had an icicle at work uh, fell off because the plant, the actual plant part of Eagle Valley is like 60, 70 feet tall, and they ran some fucking drain line off of the roof in the summer, like a temporary drain line and forgot about it. And it created this giant icicle that was literally like 25 feet long and about as big around as my leg. And one day it got warm and it fucking broke off and the guys are sitting in the maintenance shop and it went all the way through the roof of the maintenance shop and shattered on the floor. And it landed literally like a couple feet. Like a guy, it literally would have like, there's no way. I mean, it would have been, it was like a 20 foot long, spike of ice that was as fat around as my leg and i mean it I literally punched, punched right through the roof of the like just a perfect fucking hole right through the center Jesus. of the maintenance shop roof but nobody I got was- a good story like this this dude um it's this place if if there's i'm there's a lot of ex-soldiers out there listening but uh it was this place in afghanistan called fob airborne which is in wardak province and this dude i knew i was in the 173rd in italy he, uh, a fucking mortar went through the roof of his bee hut, which is like a plywood building you build to, you know, to stay in or whatever. A 60 millimeter mortar goes through the roof of this building and lands on this guy's foot and crushes his fucking foot, but didn't blow up. <laughs> Holy shit. What He's are a- the odds of that? He's he was a- on you the did. end of his cot. <laughs> playing fucking spades when this happened. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Did they let him keep it? (laughs) I don't know. I I doubt that. Do you just get out of the (laughs) army at that point? Like, are you free at that point? They're like, hey, you can go. You're fine. (laughs) You did your your obligation. God needs you somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Close and oh, goodness. Uh, next email comes from Justin. It's titled Poop Balls and Industrial Accident Story. Kind of. And possible list review at some point. Uh, <laughs> Justin says, Good evening, gentlemen. Justin from the Patreon 
chat and loyal son of Dorn. I have attached an army list I would love for Scott to help me out with when he has a few minutes to look over. Ryan seems really busy already, and we all know Scott is the Anakin to Obi-Wan that is the Kimmel brain. One day, Scott is going to have a full-on Custodes <laughs> army, and they're going to be, end up fight, playing a game of Warhammer over a river of lava. <laughs> <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He says... Here's my poop balls industrial accident story all in one. The triple threat, if you may. Oh, my God. I work at a plant that does manufacturing with lumber, and the flu has been running rampant through, oh my God, through our everything. shop. So when one of our lumber yard guys comes in with that deer-in-the-headlights look, I knew what happened from 50 yards away. I didn't need to smell that, I didn't need to smell that came attached. I thought to myself, poor guy didn't make it to the bathroom in time but I was not prepared for what happened next. He walks up right to one of our saw operators who happened to be his boyfriend. It's 2017 that stuff happens and begins an argument right then and there. Now, no one can hear what they're arguing over as the saw is running, but let me paint you a picture of what this scene looks like. It's January in Buffalo, so our yard man, bundled up in a Carhartt jackets and bibs, starts to get a wet spot on his bum and going a bit down his leg, but he's not deterred. He's going to town yelling at his poor boyfriend without a care of what had happened or what it was currently doing to his underwear pants and bibs now <laughs> this is getting heated and i don't want to have to fill out an accident report for someone falling into our saw nor bear witness to it honestly so i braved the order which is to say go closer to it as the smell had wafted to a large area already and shut the saw off now as i hit the emergency stop on the saw it shuts down the entire shop can hear Mr. Poopy Pants exclaim, your dick is too big, and that is the last time we're having sex on lunch, damn it. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> <laughs> After about five seconds, but it felt like five minutes of other silence, they both realized what had just been said and that everyone had heard it. They also both realized there was still a poop, big, still poop congealed in one guy's pants. We got another view of the deer in the headlights look, but this time on both guys. They both left work to take care of their mess on the one guy's person, and thankfully none of it had dripped onto the shop floor. But a bit of it has seeped into the forklift seat, which we hosed out with a pressure washer. <laughs> but here comes the moral of the story, because the next day, when they both came back to work, no one cared that the guy had pooped his pants. <laughs> All of the teasing of banner went to the guy who had caused it, mainly everyone feigning fear of his huge wiener. <laughs> 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 two weeks since poop day and the pooper is still for the moral most part forgotten about so the moral of the story is if you poop your pants as everything in life always have a foul a fall guy <laughs> damn that's a great story <laughs> that story that's a everything. good one <laughs> uh so that's it for voicemails, guys. If you have some voicemails you want to send into us or stories, you can just send them to Michael at warm 30 kcom uh, They will get read off, and we will <laughs> laugh at them hey, along with you and <laughs> share all your beautiful, beautiful things. Humble's uh, got a piece on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a, got a piece got on a him. Piece on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Speaking of, like real quick, just like telling stories that are not Horace Heresy related. So, I, this is the story that we had talked about at the beginning that we wanted to share with you boys. Uh, so, me and Derek, you know, I, I played a Warhammer game this weekend against Robert out of uh, Grapevine, 
and Robert's an AV guy, so he does all the sound for um, for concerts and corporate events. And so one of the concerts he was doing a doing the sound for, well, actually he was doing the lighting for, uh, was Charlie Daniels. You know, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, he was playing for like a uh, a benefit or something they were having. Yeah, it was a it was a like a freedom Freedom Day benefit or something like that. So Charlie Daniels goes up on stage, right, to go play his. You know, if if you know who Charlie Daniels is, you probably like you probably know the song "Devil Went Down to Georgia," and the uh, the like. I can't imagine what that song live would sound like. I feel like it'd probably be one of the best. Do you like that song, Scott? Do you like "Devil Went Down to Georgia"? I feel like you. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah, man. So if you saw Charlie, Dan- I'm fucking country, and you think of me as a stereotype. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's yeah. real cool. Your southern draw, <laughs> your southern draw. Let's doesn't like that song. Exactly. Good song. <laughs> so it, it transcends genres. So not only does uh, like he start playing the Devil Went Down Georgia because he's a beautiful violinist, <laughs> and he also has a very distinct voice that Charlie Daniels has to sing that song. Uh, Sean Hannity comes out from the crowd. Takes oh, no, the he, mic- he had like a, like like he was uh, emceeing, I think. Yeah, he was like, he'd like introduced him on, but then he didn't leave. He didn't leave the stage and ended up taking the mic from Charlie Daniels and started singing "The Devil Went Down to Georgia" instead of Charlie Daniels singing it. And so he just like like just like if you have any reason to not like Sean Hannity, like he started singing it. Not only was the singing so bad that the crowd stopped, like like cheering for it the band stopped playing <laughs> and just started packing up and didn't finish the song <laughs> like is this real this was this real happened? this things was real. that happened yeah this is one of the like what we were asking him, like what's some crazy things he's ever seen and like he was like telling us one of the craziest things he saw was the time that sean hannity ruined a charlie daniels concert <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like they just needed Wolf Blitzer pissing in the background with his pants around his ankles. And it, would, <laughs> and it would have been the best. Like, the best. <laughs> all, all I could think of the whole time was like, I would have been so fucking pissed. Like, if he was like, that went down Georgia, he was looking for it. Hold on. <laughs> The first soul to steal. He was in a bag because he was way behind. He was going to make a deal. And he came, he came across the young man playing a fiddle play high. Yeah. 100%, dude. I would have just been like, I would have. I, I'm glad that the I, band saw that how angry everybody was. I would pay good money to see Charlie Daniels beat the fuck out of Sean Hannity. <laughs> but yeah, we figured we'd have to share that story with you because we were so. Uh, we, we feel like you you guys would have the weight of it and understand. That is fucking remarkable. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's bounce onto these lists, boys. One second here. Hey, so, I'm working on Justin Berg's list right now, so at the very end, let me know, and I will spout out where I'm going with it. Badass. Cool. So the one second here. So the first list we're going to go over is going to be this uh, Ultramarines list. Okay, this list comes from Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas. He says, Ryan, I've been going back and forth from what army I should start next, and I've settled on Ultramarines. There are a few factors I was looking at. Price, availability, special rules, and fluff. I really like the harsh reality of the Ultramarines and the Horse Heresy. The special rules for the army can be really good, too, if done correctly. And Remus Ventanus 
is such a great character. Like a Garo, but not an asshole. And a way better in the fluff. So here in the army, and I would like your input. So he's got an Ultramarine's army. He's got Captain Remus. And the Rite of War is Pride of the Legion. Uh, he's got, along with Captain Remus, five Marine Chosen with one Standard Bearer and four Space Marine Chosen with Melt Bombs. He's got them all mounted up in a Rhino with a Dozer Blade, Auxiliary Drive, Extra Armor, and a Pinnel Mounted Twin Linked Bolter. Uh, Master of the Signal, an Artificer Armor, Legatine Axe, and a Damocles Command Rhino with Extra Armor and a Dozer Blade. Five veteran Space Marines. Uh, four of those veterans have combi weapons, which are... I'm sorry, three of those Space Marines have combi weapons, which are Meltas. Uh, four of them have power weapons, and a, there's a Nuncio box in the unit with Melta bombs, and the last guy has a Melta gun. The veteran sergeant has Artificer Armor, a combi weapon, which I'm guessing is combi Melta, and a Power Fist. Uh, they're mounted up in a Rhino with a Dozer Blade with Auxiliary Drive, Extra Armor, Pinnel Mounted, Twin Link Bolter. Uh, looks like he has that unit again, so there's going to be... Oh, he has it a few times, actually. Yeah, he has that unit four times, so that's just a the Combi Melta Veteran Squad. He's got, that, got four of them. Uh, he's got an Apothecary Detachment, which is three Apothecaries. They all have Artificer Armor, Power Sword, and Augury Scanner. He's got three of those guys, so I'm guessing those go with some of the with the veteran squads he's got a raper carrier gra- a cr- a raper carrier uh, it's got a graviton cannon then he's got fev- five heavy support marines uh with heavy support sergeant has artificer armor he removes the last cannon and give him power fist and he's got a nuncio vox augury scanner and melt bombs he's got four heavy support marines with last cannons and hardened armor i guess they come with hardened armor then he's got a rhino with dozer blade auxiliary drive extra armor and pinnel mounted twin linked bolter so what'd you do, Ryan? This looks like a very um, interesting list. Well, so obviously the Cal Survivor people, they were traveling around in the caverns, you know, fucking up all the leftover word bearers that got abandoned there. Yep. Um, but also he wanted, pri- like, I also had to work in the fact that he was basically wanting to build this mainly from a calf box and keep it cheap. So, like, keep it to plastic kits and try to use all the stuff from the calf box. Um. My other, my only slight problem with it from a fluff standpoint was he he meant in his in his own written words there he says that uh you know they're supposed to be like survivors and kind of a ragtag band or whatever but all the squads seemed really uniform like it was like everybody had the same gear and everybody was the same number of guys like it wasn't like didn't seem very mismatched yeah so I wanted to put some more flavor in it, put some more variety in it, and then make some the squads have like different numbers of guys in it, but also still keep the theme that he wanted and maybe make it a little fluffier. And then also add, because it's supposed to be a unit, a force that's going out and looking for stuff, I felt like it needed, it didn't have anything like a land speeder or outriders or some type of scouting type unit that you would use for like reconnaissance, like, you know, quick, quick moving around or whatever. Yep. Um, so we'll go through what I did and what, basically pick why I chose it. But most of this list was written from a fluff perspective um, more than competitive, but I still think it would be an okay list. Um, so I, obviously I went with uh, Captain Ventanas because he, you know, he wanted that guy, obviously, and he's taken pride of the Legion just like he did. Then I have a Master of Signal with Artificer Armor, Legatine Axe, melt bombs and he has a... Uh, and then... Uh, uh, a uh, Damocles Command Rhino. So you can either dedicate the Command Rhino to Master the Signal or just run it as a third HQ. It doesn't matter. The Damocles Rhino I gave a Dozer Blade to. 
Uh, I gave all these rhinos in this army dozer blades because I figure if you're traveling through fucking caverns and caves, there may be cave-ins, or uh, if you read all the books, they're constantly, um, you know, like building caverns or whatever. What are you pointing at? I'm playing you're my fucking cat. driving me crazy. Cat is okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Michael's like, I thought he was giving me ninja hand signals or some fucking shit in the middle of this list. I'm like, what is going on? I'm listening um, to your list at the same time as my cats follow my finger. Sorry. So anyway, so got Damocles. Then for, for troops, because it's Pride of the Legion, you can take... Uh, um, uh, fucking, uh, veterans? Veterans, yeah. So the first troop squad is six... Uh, veteran space marines. Uh, let's see. Three of them have combi meltas. The sergeant has artificer armor and power weapon. And the entire squad has melt bombs. And then I have another squad of just seven veterans. Uh, that, uh, let's see. Three of them also have combi meltas. Uh, the sergeant has artificer armor, power weapon, and they all have melt bombs. Then I have a unit of five veterans. These guys have machine killers. Um, uh, all five of them, including the sergeant, have combi plasmas. Uh, the sergeant also has artificer armor and power weapon, and they're in a rhino with dozer blade and pinnel mounted multi melta. And then I have another, a fourth unit of veterans that's seven strong, also with machine killers. Uh, and all seven of them, including the sergeant, have combi plasma. And like I said, they also have machine killer, and they all have melt bombs. And the sergeant also has artificer armor power weapon. And they're in a rhino with dozer blade and multi-melt. For elites, I have Honored Telemachus, the special character Dreadnought, because he runs around with uh, Captain Ventanus and that entire uh, Mark of Kalth book. They're like buddies. And I, I honestly think it's a he's a pretty good upgrade. He's got Venerable. He's basically got a better stat line than a normal Contemptor, and he's got an, the Assault Cannon, the Carries Assault Cannon, and then he's also Venerable. He's just kind of a cool addition to the list, and you can build him out of the... Uh, Dreadnought in a Kalth box. Um, then for the second elite choice, I have an Apothecary detachment with two Apothecaries. One of them has Artificer Armor, Power Sword, and Augury Scanner. One of them just has Artificer Armor and Augury Scanner. Um, then for the third elite choice, I have two Rapier Carriages. Both of them have Graviton Cannons because he said he, he likes the model for those. Uh, for Fast Attack, I have a Land Speeder Squadron with two land speeders in it. These are just going to be the plastic GW kit that you can convert over to 30K. Um, both of them have pinnel-mounted multi-meltas. Both of them have hull-mounted graviton guns, and both of them have a single hunter-killer missile. Um, for the second fast attack choice, six outriders. Uh, one of them is upgraded to a sergeant, and he has a power weapon, and then two other guys in the unit have power weapons, and the entire unit has melt-a-bombs. And then finally, I have a five-man heavy support squad uh all five of them have last cannons and the sergeant has artificer armor and augury scanner so the reason the veteran squads are kind of weird like i have a six man a seven man a five man a seven man because they're supposed to be survivors like survivors and remnants of squads i thought it was cool to mix up the numbers but also if i have done this correctly um, let's see, 6 plus 7 is 13, plus 5 is 18, plus 7 is 25, and then you add in the 5 heavy support guys, which gives you 30. So that's the exact number of Marines in the Kalth box. 
So even though I made the squads random numbers, I still made sure that they added up to 30 so you could still build them all from the calc box. Bada boom. <laughs> then obviously you can build our uh, honor telemachus from the calf box like i said using the contemptor in there um he's gonna have to convert up a captain remus ventana so i didn't worry about that same uh when you he can buy the master signal he comes on his own with the champion so maybe you could use the uh part of the champion and or whatever to build uh captain ventana or maybe you could build the command upgrade with the banner to build the Captain Ventanas, and then use the other guy in there with some uh, Vox backpacks to build your Master Signal one way or the other. Um, I dropped him down to two Apothecaries because the Apothecaries come in a bundle of two from Forge World, and I just arm them how they come because the guy in Mark IV armor comes with a Power Sword and the other guy comes with a Chain Sword. That's why one has a Power Sword and one doesn't. Um, I threw in the Land Speeders because they're a cool scout unit, but they're also a cheap plastic unit that you can convert over uh, pretty easy to 30k. And you can get them, like I said, for cheap. Um, Outriders are going to be kind of the only expensive Forge World unit in the army. I ran the squad at six, so you just have to buy, you know, two sets. It's a you're going to use every model that you buy there. And then um, I have the Damocles Rhino and the two normal Rhinos. So the easiest way to do the Damocles is to buy the Tarantula with the anti air uh, fucking. Satellite. Radar dish. Yeah. Yeah. And then just buy a normal rhino and just put the satellite in razorback hole. It's the same thing. Um, but anyway, so the the whole point of this list is if you imagine it, if you would have the three rhinos that all have dozer blades, one of them being the command rhino, um, pushing forward with their dozer blades clearing a path, and then you just kind of have your two your uh, with two veteran squads in them. Um, and then you have the two veteran squads on foot. And they have marksmen, so they're outflanking. So they're kind of represent them like scouting ahead, uh, kind of with the outriders and the uh, um, land speeders. So that's kind of like your your scout look for stuff detachment. And then you got your rhinos. You know, if they need to call in to clear a clear a tunnel or call in more heavy support, those rhinos roll in with those plasma guys and jump out with the machine killer or whatever. And then you also have uh, rapiers and telemachus like kind of plodding along. And then uh, the heavy support guys are designed to hang with the master of the signal. Um, in the fluff, they would be driving around in the command rhino with him, and then when they were needed, they would get out. And then he can give them BS5 to use their last cannons to give them a little bit of a benefit. Well, yeah, that's a excellent way to use a master signal. So I think the list is very cool. I think it really fits with the you know, Kalth survivors. It's kind of a little bit of a haphazard list, but everything has its place. And then it also all makes sense fluff wise. Um, and I think it's pretty cool. And then I, like I said, I also designed it to where he can build, he's going to use every model in the Kalth box, except for the, uh, the terminators. Um, I didn't really want to throw, if you ran terminators, I kind of want to put them in a land Raider or, you know, a dread claw or something like that. And I just didn't feel like it fit with the fluff, so I, I didn't really use them. So I figured maybe he could sell off those Terminators or use them in another army and then use some of that money to get his Outrider speeders, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe one of those, uh, that Remus special special model that they release. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They do actually have a model that could be used for him, don't they? Yeah, the special games. Uh, I don't know. It was like a Games Workshop. The Games Day Herald... I think it's called a Herald or whatever, but yeah, it's armed exactly like Remus Ventana, so it's pretty much assumed that it's supposed to be him. It's just a fugly-ass face. Replace that head real quick with any of the any <laughs> other head. 
<laughs> just dude. put a helmet head on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, next list that came up comes from Tristan. It says, hey, Ryan, after finishing my World Eaters in the next few weeks, I'm looking to start a Loyalist project as we are severely lacking Loyalist Legion players in our small local group. This time I want to be smart and have a dedicated goal list to work on instead of a ju- instead of just buying a ton of cool stuff and then frantically trying to tie it together. The theme I've decided on is Iron Hands Outcasts and Survivors led by Atek Moore. I really like Moore's darker background and his no mercy behind the lines terrorization of the traitors. Because of this, I've decided I want an artillery-based firing line that would bombard enemies into suppression, allowing Autech at the front line to drive, uh, to drive up the field or arrive via outflank to deliver the killing blow. The only models I definitely want are Autech Mort, a Preacher Immortal Squad, Medusas, and Quad Mortars. After that, go wild. <laughs> What's what left is there? Anything goes in Moore's book. Land Raiders Achilles would be fun if it's in the list, or maybe Battle Automata. Point goals would be 3,000 points with a 500-point upgrade, including Siege Breaker Phosphex. This would be my answer to my opponents taking their Primarchs to go from 3K to 3.5K. So what'd you do? So I went ahead and just built the 3.5K list with uh, with the Phosphex upgrade. Well, I mean, I can go... I think I built both, actually. Let's see. Yeah, I built both. Do you want the 3,000-point version, or do you want the upgraded Phosphex version? Let's go upgrade version. <laughs> Upgraded version. Let's see if this blows Scott's skirt up since he's an Iron Hands player. Watch your skirt, Scott. So, so I built this list where you can run it with no with no right of war, or it's compatible with Head of the Gorgon. So if you wanted to run Head of the Gorgon, you can. Um, but anyway, it's Autech Moore as the HQ, obviously. Um, then a Siege Breaker, obviously to unlock Phosphex, like he asked. So the Siege Breaker has Phosphex Bomb, Artificer Armor, Bolt Pistol, Power Fist, Boarding Shield, and Cyber Familiar. So pretty decked out Siege Breaker. Uh, for troops, I have 10 Breachers. Two of the Breachers have melt guns The Sergeant has Artificer Armor, Power Fist, and Cyber Familiar. The entire unit has melt bombs and they are in a dedicated Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. So they're ready to drive up and punch a hole in something like Breachers should. And for the second troop choice, I have 10 Tactical Marines. Uh, the Sergeant has Artificer Armor, and they are in a Rhino with a Pinnel Mounted Multimelta. Um, for Elites, I have a unit of two Quad Mortars, um, and they are upgraded to Phosphex. For the second Elite choice, I have another unit of two Quad Mortars, and they are update, upgraded to Phosphex. For the third Elite choice, I have 10 Terminators. Uh, all 10 of them have Combi Weapons. Dealer's choice. You can run Melta's whatever you want to run. You can even run the new Volkite ones with infinite Volkite shots if you wanted, whatever you want to do. Um, five of the guys have power weapons. Four of the guys have chain fist. And then the sergeant has a chain fist and a cyber familiar. They're in a dedicated Spartan with armored ceramite and dozer blade. Uh, then for the fourth and final elite choice, I have a six man veteran squad that has machine killers. Uh, all six of them, including the sergeant, have a combi melta. The sergeant also has artificer armor. Uh, then for heavy support, I have a land raider. It's a land raider battle squadron um, with just a single Achilles in it. The Achilles quad launcher is updated, upgraded to phosphex because of the siege breaker, and it also has a dozer blade. 
And the six veterans will go in this. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I have a squadron of two Medusas. Um, and then for the third and final heavy support slot, I have ten uh, heavy support Marines. All ten of them have missile launchers. Uh, they are also upgraded to flak missiles. Uh, the sergeant also has artificer armor and augury scanner. And they have a dedicated rhino with a pinnel-mounted havoc launcher. And then finally, I have a fortification uh, Aegis defense line. Uh, I don't know why I added that. I don't remember. Oh, I know why. Because he, he said that he wanted like a uh, like a fire support base or whatever. So it was supposed to be for like the the siege breaker supposed to attach to the heavy support unit, and those guys in the quad mortars kind of hide out behind it behind the Aegis wall but it's only 50 points if he, if he doesn't like the Aegis wall he can drop it and take something else or whatever <laughs> I don't know why I'm not I sure if head of the Gorgon can, can head of the Gorgon have a fortification Scott uh, uh, I don't think there's any restriction for it but I can oh. look at that well I mean regardless if he can't have a fortification it's 50 points drop it take something else yeah. but anyway yeah. this came out to 3492 points and um if it's the fluff that he wants, like I said, his fire base would be his four quad, uh, four quad launchers, and then the ten uh, missile launcher guys, and then you put the siege breaker in there for some um, tank hunter, and then the rhino that the heavy support guys fooling around in. I gave it the havoc launcher, so it has long range, so it can kind of sit back with them as well. And then, like I said, if you can have the Aegis defense line, you can put them behind it. Or if he chooses not to run ahead of the Gorgon. Same thing with the Achilles. You can drive the Achilles up to drop off the machine killer vets to punch a hole in something or hold them back and use them as more... Like you're playing a drop pod army and you know they have like a Leviathan or something. You keep that thing back and sh drop the Phosphex out of the quad launcher. And then when their fucking Dreadnought lands, you try to drive up close and flank it and jump out with the Melt the guys and shoot it in the ass with the machine killers. Get that plus one strength. So, I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool army. But you're you're basically you're pushing forward force to grab objectives as your ten creatures, your ten tacticals, and your ten terminators. Um, so that's a land raider, a Spartan, and a rhino all driving up the field. And then you can use your veterans as the flex unit. They can either drive forward in the Achilles or hang back. Either way. But um, it's got plenty of scoring units in it. And then don't forget that Autech Moore, the way he works, he has preferred enemy. And then he gives preferred enemy to another unit. So you really get two units with preferred enemy. So the idea here, in my the way I would play it, is I would throw him in with the Terminators. So you have a real hard-hitting unit. And then give his preferred enemy to probably the Breachers um, or the Heavy Support Squad because it does work for shooting as well. So you can do it. You could go either way with it. How's your skirt, Scott? Over my head, man. <laughs> would you play that would you play that army yeah man i like that i like that a lot and i like i'll take more he's probably my favorite character so i'm always a big fan of anything that embodies kind of his his stuff there's a really cool story about him in book six if no one's read it about his assault on the planet bot so you're out there and you have book six retribution you have to check that out fucking fix yourself and do yeah. so oh i keep forgetting about the fucking medusas in this army too i don't know how but there's two medusas that join the fucking Oof. behind the aegis wall to drink on you yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
So, Scott, you went over that 3,000-point list for Mr. Berg, for Powerful Berg? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Type that up. So, I'm going to read through his list, and then I'll go over the changes I made to it so everyone kind of, you know, gets a gets concept of what he was gunning for. So, he sent us in a 3,000-point Imperial Fist Legion, Pride of the Legion, and his list goes a little something like this. So, you had Sigismund in a Praetor with a five-man command squad and cataphractic Terminator armor with Storm Shields, Chain Fist for the command squad, digital lasers, Storm Shields, Solar Eye, Power Gauntlet for the Praetor and tele- Teleport Transponders for, for all. His troops, two units of vets, both these are relatively identical. They have melt bombs. One sergeant has Artifice Armor and Thunder Hammer. The other one, Artifice Armor and Fire Fist. And they're in a rhino with multi-nose blade. Uh, 20-man unit of breachers, four melt guns, artifice armor, thunder hammer on sergeant. Moving on to elites, two units of three grav rapiers, and apothecary. And heavy, he has spartan, flare shield armor, ceramite blade, so standard. Uh, he said his plan is, the main plan is city breachers and the apothecary go into Spartan Terminator's Deep Strike. Vets run around claiming objectives and the Grav Rapiers act as area denial. My question is weapon skill five from the command squad worth losing scoring? Question number two, my group is usually placed 3k but my list is only 2635. What would I do to get 30,000 points? Or auto Kevin or auto auto Kevin auto cannon <laughs> Heavy weapon squads. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck that came from. Auto cannon heavy weapon squads. Uh, good choice is they would gain tank hunter. Thank you for your time. Today. So, uh, here's my list. Here's what I came up with. Um, I'm not trying to make any crazy radical changes because I don't know if he like owns some of these models. And that's why he chose them or he just likes them, whatever. So, I just made some pretty minor tweaks uh, that I thought you know, just, just kind of like like things to make his army a little more I don't want to say efficient but just just kind of make use of what they come with the uh, best way possible so Sigismund has a private legion special rule so he lets you choose the private legion right away so there's no real reason to take a great to work uh, aside from him so instead of doing that I took a, my second HQ as a chaplain uh, with power axe 85 points or good upgrade to breachers that he's going to go in Let's them re-roll hits, give them fearless and stuff for first round of combat. So, so troops, two identic, identical units of veterans. Uh, I'm going to make these guys primarily, I, I have in mind the marksman upgrade. Um, there's 10-man squads with melt bombs, two melt guns in each squad, a sergeant with artifice armor and power fist riding in a rhino with a dozer blade. So those guys can outflank, pop out the top hatch, shoot those melt guns, whatever. Um and then go to work in Imperial Fist. Marksman vets are very, very good because they already get plus one to their ballistic skill because it's a bolt weapon, and then they gain the AP2 on sixes wound. So you can kind of do the math in your head. That's a very, very effective unit to shoot. I think Marksman is a good way to go with Imperial Fist. Um, third troop's choice is a nine-man unit of Terminators. Now, he did ask about the command squad thing, since you're not taking a Praetor, and I don't think weapon skill 5 on the command squad is worth it. In this case, trying to go for 3,000 points to lose the objective secured. So what I did was I just took Terminators. I'm, I'm thinking like kind of like Ryan was with the Betrayal, a Kalf model. You can just use those plastic cataphracting models to make this uh, third troop choice relatively cost-effective and uh, 
pretty decent unit. So instead of taking a five-man squad in the HQ with no scoring, you take a nine-man squad in the troop that is scoring. You also gain a third troop's choice in Pride of the Legion that is important because if all your vets and your Terminators die, you give up two victory points, which doesn't seem... A lot of people tend to overlook that, but that's a big deal in Heresy because games aren't very high scoring typically. So if you're going to up one point here or two points there, you can really fuck yourself. Um, so I took a nine-man unit of Terminators, a uh, Veteran Sergeant, Vigil Powder and Storm Shield, and the Chain Fist, and Cataphract Yarmor. So he's rocking a three-up impulse save. And then the other eight Terminators in that squad all have Vigil Powder and Storm Shields, all have power fists, all or uh, four have power fists, four have chain fists, and I bought the teleport transponder upgrade for the squad because Imperial Fist Terminators buy that for 15 points per squad. So he can still deep strike those as he had voiced his intent to do so, but uh, that comes out to about 480 points. That's a huge unit. Three up invul saves, two up armor saves. I mean, they're going to drop in. Presumably, you put them in an area where they're not going to you can pre-measure your little 12-inch bubble. You don't scatter into anybody. Put those into the backfield. They're a huge problem for me. A lot of chain fists. And given the amount of melt bombs you also have in those other two 10-man veteran squads, this is very, very good at charging like vehicles and things and blowing them away. So uh, your fourth troop choice is going to be the 20-man breacher squad that, you, that he had in there. And it's I'm going to switch that sergeant to have an artificer armor and a power fist. If he's really hooked on the thunder hammer, he can take or drop, you know, some of these little add-ons. If he just if he just likes the aesthetic of a thunder hammer better than he does a power fist, that's fine. But I threw the power fist on there just for just for points' sake and simplicity's sake. Uh, Twenty man unit breachers, sergeant with artificer armor, power fist, and I gave all the breachers in this squad melt bombs. I did not give them any melt guns, anything like that, because if they're going in a Spartan, in my mind, they're not really that much of a shooting unit. I'm not walking around expecting to do a lot of work with those melt guns or if I gave them plasma guns, anything like that. They're going in an assault tank. They're moving up. They're going to charge something. I want to outfit them appropriately so they can they can fight and do their stuff in close combat. And take in mind, they're also going to have Sigismund and a, and a chaplain in that squad, so they're going to re-roll their failed rolls to hit in that first round of combat. So it kind of makes sense that you would want to gear them out more towards assault as opposed to shooting. Um, moving on to elites, I kept those two units of three Graviton Cannon Rapiers. Uh, it's three Haywire shots per unit. It is 225 points, but hey, you know what? There's worse things. Um I took one single apothecary, just bog standard, throwing the breachers. Um, and then moving on to heavy support, I took a Spartan assault tank. Same way you had it kitted out, armor ceramide, flurry shield, dozer blade, just the just the essentials. And then uh, to get him all the way up to 3,000 points, I took a, a Land Raider Achilles Alpha, uh, just stock. I didn't buy the Phosphix canister shot upgrades because I don't have a Siege Breaker in this list. So I just kitted it with the Shattered Shells the standard fragmentation shells um i don't know why but the like the achilles alpha really rings is kind of an imperial fist-esque vehicle um i think that's that fits their aesthetic very well this brings you out to exactly three thousand and uh i i mean i don't think it's a huge departure from from if if the list you sent me 
or the models you have and kind of where your mind's at. This isn't a huge change. It just adds, I think the only thing I added really was a chaplain, some extra Terminators, and the Achilles Alpha. So I just shifted some stuff around and some things to make sense and got rid of that Praetor and that five-man squad. Because if you have one guy with Pride of Legion, there's really no reason to take two unless that second guy who has it is a prime. Um, that's about it, man. I think it's a pretty decent list. Uh, hope you enjoy it, Scott. <laughs> so, so Scott, how would you play those Graviton Rapiers? Like, are you like you just using them okay, for tanks? Okay, so the the good thing about those is they they put out a, a I believe it's a large blast on a gra- Graviton cannon, and they have haywire, and they also create like the difficult and dangerous test yep well if you shoot that at a unit they have to take a a dangerous terrain check for each template that was placed by that unit right so that's three dangerous terrain checks so you're hitting with haywire three times so let's say in the worst case scenario you only get two glances okay cool but they also have to take three dangerous terrain checks next time they decide to move as well. So you can either, A, slow something down that's on foot. So say, you know, what's on foot. Maybe maybe somebody got really close to you with some Terminators who are coming out of a Spartan but didn't make the charge the turn they got out. You can shoot that at them, slow them down. Or in, in best case scenario, obviously, these are really good anti-vehicle Shoot those things at a vehicle, do your haywire effect, and then those templates are in place where they have to take dangerous terrain chests as they're trying to move out of that flux field. And you can possibly get another whole point off or even immobilize. Is that, that a, be. Ryan, is that a, 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 for each template there, are you rolling for each one dangerous terrain or just a single? Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nope. It's, it's each individual piece of terrain that's counted as a separate piece, and they're each individual separate pieces. So, yeah. So if you so get for hit, Graviton Cannon, that's going to be three large blasts that you're going to have to roll for as you're moving yeah. out from. And it, so, it, and like he's saying, so say you shoot a Spartan or something where they're literally sitting on the tank. Yeah. If that thing does anything, like if it moves, does anything, it's immediately going to have to take three dangerous terrain checks. Yep. And think about how big a Spartan or like a Thillblade is. If you hit it dead center with three of those, they're going to have to take the test for when they move. Well, not a Thillblade. A bad example because it's immune to the ship, but a Spartan, it's going to move. It's not going to make it all the way off those things because of the size of the vehicle. It's going to take three in the movement phase, and then it's going to take three more if it tries to get off of them when it was flat out. So ideally, you want to like immobilize it and fucking just. Yep. You're, he rolls one one, and then, you know, say he has a dozer blade, picks it back up, and rolls another one. Boom, you're immobile. Okay, cool. I've the only people I've ever seen use uh, Graviton is Raven Guard because they infiltrate them up. But right, right. But yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I've never seen anybody else use them, so very cool. I like how you incorporated in that list. So dig it, man. Trey's gonna love it. Sure, he's gonna Damn. love it. But other than that, that's it. That's everything, man. We flew through this episode, man. Ran through it. So, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Before I start closing out on this one? Uh, mostly just recap. Check out uh, Toys for Tots. 
Uh, hit us up with Imperial Fist questions if you got them. <laughs> Zone Mortalis questions. Zone Mortalis questions. Absolutely, guys. And of course, if you have any suggestions for anything like that, like cool models you've seen that you think would look good in Zone Mortalis or anything like that, or questions about Heresy Camp, do not hesitate to pop us an email Michael at Warmer30k.com, Scott at Warmer30k.com, Ryan at Warmer30k.com, and Derek at Warmer30k.com. Uh, once again, if you want to help with the Toys for Tots, you can donate. You can send an email to jamie at warmer30k.com. It'll get you all the contact information you need. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, it's 209-RFI-30K0. Uh, if you really enjoy our podcast and you want to uh, help us out, uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, by donating a dollar per episode, it'll get you into our Radio Free Van Crusader host, which is a special Patreon chat that we have set up that is just 100% all day Horace Heresy. People bouncing lists off each other, people helping each other out. We it's, get to see some sweet, sweet paintings, things going on. And uh, it's pretty cool about it. We have a number of, uh, of vendors in there as well that bounce a lot. Of, like We've been seeing like Jeff over at uh, uh, Dragon Dragonforge has been bouncing a number of ideas and like what his work in progress is as well on oh, things yeah. that he has coming out. And so it's pretty cool. Uh, go check that out, guys, if you're interested. Uh, as well, we also are affiliated with Audible. So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you might listen to audiobooks. And if you listen to audiobooks, there's a chance you've heard of Audible. But if you haven't heard of Audible, uh, you can go to rfibook.com, get you a 30-day free trial from Audible, and they'll actually give you a free book in that 30-day free trial. And just for a little insight, they have all of the horse heresy uh, Black Library series on their on their site. I think they're they don't have they're about two weeks out from when Black Library releases them, uh, but you can go get you whatever book you want and uh, for free for thirty days. Try it out. RFIbook.com. Yeah, uh, if you're new to Heresy and you do that, I recommend Galaxy and Flames. I just finished that, and man, that's that's where the Heresy kicks off. That's the Isvan three, uh, is, the Isvan three battle where like. They start purging the loyalist elements from the Sons of Horus, Emperor's Children, uh, Death Guard, and World Leaders. Man, it's, it's got my it's got my main man Rylanor the Unyielding, and old Saul Tarvitz in there. Hell yeah, Saul Tarvitz is so cool in that book. He's such a fucking beast. He's like, all right, I guess I'm in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> well, rock and roll, guys. We'll go ahead and cut you some music. I'm so glad Scott made it the entire time. Here we are. Hey. <laughs> so we'll send y'all some music, guys. Y'all have a good one. Nothing amazing happens here. Everything is ordinary. It's just something I always do. It's ordinary.
It's just something I always do. It's ordinary.